Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 92, featuring Insomnia from 1997, directed by Eric Skaldberg. And we follow that with Insomnia from 2002, directed by Chris Nolan. Yes, this was an actually a listener-suggested episode. He is a, one of our subscribers on Twitch, uh, and he's actually from Norway. And uh, this may actually start to become a trend where we actually look at uh, movies or really interesting movies and their uh, American remakes and sort of do a compare and contrast and see how that ends up happening. So very excited to do that uh, and to talk about uh, these two films. Um, I would like to uh, let you guys know, as you know, we do all of our podcasts on uh, Twitch and uh, we uh, have an audience there and people may want to know what our upcoming episodes are. So if you'd like to know uh, this weekend on May uh, 21st uh, at 3 p.m., uh, we will be doing Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and following that with The Sting, two movies directed by George Roy Hills, and it should be a lot of fun. Very excited to do that. And remember, that's at twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant. Join us again. That is May 21st at 3 p.m. And uh, it is uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid and The Sting. So very excited to do that. We're also announcing something new that we're going to be doing on Martini Giant. And that is uh, we are now uh, – this was another suggestion by one of our listeners. Uh, we're now doing invitations to Twitch subscribers to join us for a watch party. Um, and that is going to be very exciting. The first one we're going to do is on May 28th uh, and again at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, and what uh, what do you need to do to be a part of it? So the first thing you need to do is you need to join us on Twitch and be a subscriber. So there's a couple of ways to be a subscriber. One, you can just outright just subscribe to us and pay for the subscription, which would be very generous and we would always reward you. Or if you happen to be a prime person, which you do have to be in order to be part of the watch party, uh, you have to uh, be uh, go on to the um, – you can give us one of your Prime subscriptions. Uh, so I think Prime allows you to give a subscription out on Twitch once a month, and it, you can just go ahead and give us those, and that would be great. The next thing you need to do is you need to join our Discord, and uh, the best way to find the link to our Discord is to go to our Twitter. So just go to twitter.com slash or at Martini Giant on Twitter, and that will give you uh, where our Discord link is because it's a hard – you can't really – the link on the Discord is harder to to find. So – once you do that, lesson that just let us know that you are new and you're a subscriber, uh, and then we will make sure that you get your subscriber privileges, uh, and you'll get into the subscriber section of the Discord. Then once you're on there, just go to the uh, watch party uh, section of the Discord and tell us uh, you know what movie you would like to watch. And uh, it may, remember, it has to be a movie that's available on Prime. So well, don't worry, we can check it with you, whatever. But those are the, the movie suggestions. And watch parties, as you guys know, are usually movies. Uh, that are either really goofy and silly or movies that we've seen a million times uh, so that we can talk through it and not really you know, disturb the movie too much and it'll be fun that way. Anyway, looking forward to having you on and uh, being part of it. So, um, And of course, remember, you don't necessarily have to uh, you know, do a watch party with us. Uh, you can always just join our Discord or our Twitch on your own. Uh, we'd love to have you either way. Uh, but for now... Uh, was the original Insomniac a masterpiece? Could Chris Nolan pull off the remake? Find out on this very special user-requested episode of Martini Giant, Insomnia and Insomnia. Enjoy. Who's, uh, who's joining us? Who has joined us? Is anyone in on the stream? Is anybody there? Uh, uh, looks like we have EGZ. 
Hello, nice. Hey, look! Look at the shirt I'm wearing. Yeah, that's. I was going to comment on this. This is the shirt. That, uh, CG people sh will definitely get that one. But you know who gave this to me? EGC? Yes. <laughs> Maybe about like 15, 20 years ago, he gave this me this shirt. Like a long time ago. I don't know if you can see that or not, but yeah. No, it's up on the uh, world yeah. too. Yeah, so now he, yeah, he says, he's like, yeah, see, that's the shirt you gave me. He was also the person, uh, by the way, that when we needed to get those fanboy t-shirts uh, for uh, IRL. Remember? Oh, yeah. Man, that so is... he's, he, those are his shirt designs. In the, in the biz, we call that shot in Rio de Janeiro, the money shot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. The pan down to obviously Rio and, those, and that shirt is one of my favorite bits we've ever done. Yeah. We basically, just in case you don't know this, EGZ. Uh, we, uh, we cut a couple of those shirts. I found some people I knew that lived in Rio visual effects guys. We mailed them the shirts to wear and then to just walk down the beach to add to the, to the, to the thing. So that is some production value. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. That's big uh, production value. Well, we, we talk about it all the time, like stuff like we did the car crash and whatnot. Like mm -hmm. it's that it's the secret thing is it's stuff like the um, the pandan in Rio that makes the car crash seem even more real retroactively right. in your mind because holy fuck they had the money to fly to Rio to get a pickup shot of some dude walking down the beach <laughs> yeah I wanted to get you know that obvious that the mountain with the Jesus on top of it uh, uh, in Rio I wanted to get that shot in there but apparently. You're not allowed to video that without massive permission things. Anywhere. Yeah, and getting really? permission from Jesus serious? is really difficult. Yeah. Jesus is very yeah. finicky about who he lets photograph him. So it was a big deal trying to figure that out, but who knows? I'm trying to move this around here. Uh, yeah, I still have the shirt. I'm, I, have a, I have a bad habit of keeping T-shirts way longer than they, than they should. Let's just... Put it. I have many. I have several T-shirts that could legally drink. Let's just put that on. <laughs> but I, but I don't know why I still have them. It's not like they're particularly good shirts. They're like you know from a track meet when I was in college, like <laughs> thirty-five years old. Yeah, T-shirts. <laughs> I love. That's my favorite kind of shirt. They're because they're always like super thin. They've been worn completely thin, so it's more like mm -hmm. a gossamer suggestion of a shirt. It's nice. Interestingly, the one I suggestion. <laughs> The, the 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 shirt that I had from uh from uh my track meets uh, are not thin. They're very soft, but they're not thin. I think it's because they were um um they're made by Champion, but because the Champion outlet was next to us, so oh. it was interesting. Uh huh. All right. Uh, how you guys been? I was telling Eric I was I've been watching. We've just finished watching the second episode of White Lotus. Oh, nice. Have you started seeing that? Watching no, that? No, I'm not yet. It's interesting. Interesting, yeah, for sure. You so, like it so far? I do. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, it's been it's been it's been pretty pretty interesting to see that uh, to see the show. I think the the characters are. 
like really interesting. The somehow the teenage girls are so horrible, so 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 horrible that it's almost triggering, you know. <laughs> so yeah, they're pretty. Know. They're pretty nasty. Yeah, yeah, they're just the worst part of like pretty teenage girls, like mm -hmm. all of combined, like every aspect of that is bad is it's there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. From the get go. Oh, a hundred percent. Come jump. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing this. I know that you endorse it heavily. So I'm psyched. Yeah. I it, 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 personally it, it, endorse this. That's right. And <laughs> personally, the, this is an Eric the, Schillian the uh the we're, we're getting kickbacks from um white lotus and from heineken zero zero tastes just like heineken i guess <laughs> <laughs> whatever that means <laughs> tastes just like yeah, yeah i don't know if that's a goal you want to have <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey what do you want <laughs> tastes like heineken i guess i guess <laughs> if that's something you want we make it. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. mm -mm. Hey, uh, it's Mr. Harper's here. Nice. 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 Uh, very glad to see you, sir. How are you, Corey? Uh, I'm excited to have him on board. Um, do you guys know Corey? I don't know if you know Corey. I don't know if you know Corey. I have. He's a wonderful person. Um, How do you know him? He is, uh, I know him, uh, he's an uh, Arcvis guy. He has an Arcvis company. Am I correct? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's the same person because of the name there. And uh, he is, uh, 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 lives in Houston. And uh, he, he went to THU with me one year, which was fun. Uh, and he's a really just a, a great, great guy. He's also, here's, here's a strange one. He was close friends with uh, Stephen Parker in college. <laughs> so that's a weird mix up. <laughs> in fact, it was funny because uh, Corey and I were both in uh, Vienna at a conference in Vienna. And so just to freak out Stephen Parker, we called, video called him and said, hey, here are two people from two different parts of your life that are talking to each other in Vienna. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> It's like, what the hell are you guys? What the hell? <laughs> Want to feel like you're having a dream? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. He also has one of the best. Uh, I, I mean, there's a story that Corey says about him traveling on first class uh, on Lufthansa that just, I still love that story so, so much. It's one of the funniest, funniest stories. Um, What's the especially, story? he he uh, he bought himself a, he bought he had enough miles on his thing uh and uh and it was his birthday and he was going to go to venice and so he decided to instead of uh, not uh doing lufthansa it's going to be on the the giant you know airbus 380 planes right. instead of doing uh business class he was going to do first class because the first class tickets are like ridiculous right sure. like you have to, like your own bathroom and shower and everything it's That's just crazy. crazy so he decided it's like he's going to treat himself to that but the way that he described the first class uh, experience was like a kid, like completely excited about everything that was going on. Oh, it was sure. so funny just to hear him talk about this. But 
the best part of this whole experience was that there's another friend of ours who was there, who I'm not going to name, who really is into like having the miles and being like getting to certain class levels on flights and stuff like that. Right. So he's always talking about like, you know, the business lounge, et cetera, et cetera. And so he traveled on business class. And so he was getting jealous hearing all of the stuff that Corey had. And Corey said, look, here's my menu. It's got my name on it. And he looked at all the different wines and stuff. And the other guy was just starting to, <laughs> you could sense the jealousy of what was going on, right? As he was describing the story, but it was kind of hilarious. And he, and then Corey says like, well, everyone else, there's only six seats in first class, right? So everyone else went to sleep except for him because he wanted to experience everything. But apparently the stewardess who was taking care of first class, that was her first time doing first class. And so they just like explored the all of the amenities together for the whole thing. And it apparently was just a hilarious thing that they were doing. And then the best part of the whole thing that happened was that they he, he was going to fly back to Houston, right? But he was going the same flight to go from uh, from Venice to, uh, um, to Frankfurt, right. With the guy who was the business class guy, the other one, right. They're on the same flight together and they landed and it was raining. And, huh? and then, uh, he said, he said to the other guy, he said, Oh, you know what? Um, there may be a car waiting for me. So they had to get out because it's one of the ladders to go down. Everyone else had to get on a bus, but there was a, a black Mercedes waiting for Corey to take it to his plane. <laughs> nice. And nice. so the other guy had to get on the bus and he had to go on the black limo. And I just thought it was like, this is the most beautiful story ever. It was so funny. It was so funny. It was, I love that story. I, I guess I, I guess I told the whole story. I didn't think I was going to do that. <laughs> but it was just the thing because what was even funnier about it was that we were there when he was telling them and you could see the other guy sort of going, I don't have those wines on my menu, you know? And then when we didn't see Corey until like a couple of weeks later at some other conference. And then he says, Oh, the story keeps going. <laughs> so he told us about that. that it was really funny. Uh, Oh, it was funny. Okay, so uh, let's see. We got a couple people joining us. Obviously, thank you, Corey. Thank you, uh, EGZ, uh, Lori Pub. Welcome, Action, Action, Action Shin, Action Shin is here. Sure, welcome. Love it. Uh, we welcome. should note that this specific uh, 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 recommendation was from EGZ himself. Yes. He recommended it on our Discord. And so, uh, our, uh, and I would, uh, it's, it was a great, great, uh, recommendation. I'm very excited to talk about it. Uh, cause I, yeah, anyway, very excited to talk about it and please go uh, to our discord. I'm going to go ahead and put a link here on the chat in case you guys want to join our discord. It is always uh, a good thing. So it's hopping. Man, it feels like yeah. Our Discord got our Discord turned into a big hang, especially like first thing in the morning. Everyone posting their framed results. Oh yeah, man, hilarious. I feel like we're all in tune on framed. We're like we're all in the same like number yeah. of guesses ballpark. I feel, I feel solid about it. It's a good curve. But the 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 thing the last couple of frames has been like no idea, complete black frame, and then the obvious giveaway, <laughs> and then a picture of Ferris Bueller. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah no it's been super fun though it's been super fun yeah, and we definitely encourage people to uh, check out our discord join our discord and um and uh if you 
uh, are a subscriber to us, then you get to even be part of the subscriber lounge on Discord, which sounds like you're going to get something really fun. But really, you just get to talk to us about, you know... Uh other things. Other things. <laughs> yeah. See products. That's right. That's true. We do get to show, show off new new products, which is pretty great. Uh, Eric yes. has done a brand new design that he's running by some folks in the uh, in subscriber lounge. We got some good feedback on that. So it's uh, we get there are perks. There are Martini Chad perks. Yep. Perks. Yeah. The perks. Nice. Good new designs coming your way for uh, yeah. anyone who doesn't have a Martini Giant mug uh, yet. You have you will have something new to tempt you soon. That's the way I look at it. Okay. All right. Well, so EGC is says you know we know it's late in Norway, so we have to uh, we got to take we got to take a bite out of this thing. Let's, Let's go. But we should have we should have done it in the summer when mm. it's very bright all the time for him, and he could just keep the windows open, and then he'll stay up all night listening right. to the podcast. Am I right? That's right. Um, okay. So, what are your Norway. thoughts on it? So, th these are basically two films: Insomnia and Insomnia. The first one was in '97, uh, filmed in. Uh, uh, a Norwegian film, and then it was it was remade by I didn't realize this by Chris Nolan directing Nolan. Yes, George 2002, his uh, yeah. sophomore movie, I think, right after Memento, right, and just before Batman Begins. Yes, yeah. So um, interesting. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts on these two movies, a lot, mm. but I would love to hear what are some of your impressions. Let's start with you, Eric. Oh, don't start with me. Really? Yeah. Uh, of course. Okay. Well, we'll start with me. So I had never seen either of them. Oh, really? Me. That's great. Which one did you watch first? Um, I watched Pacino first. Then I went to uh, Stellan one. And then I went back to Pacino. Interesting. Okay. Great. Uh -huh. so, um, two entirely different movies. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I... I I liked the shooting style and the storytelling style of Nolan. Really mm -hmm. liked this film. Mm -hmm. But they didn't make Pacino the bad guy like they did in Yeah. Right. And I feel the core like difference. That's the core difference. And the thing is, um because he's a cop and he has good intentions, but he screwed up and particularly at the speech at the end, I think it's it's a softer approach. I swear they just looked at the movie, the original, and just kind of abbreviated it. Like the cops laying down is for when they're recreating, you know, right. in the Swedish or the Nor Swedish, right? Who made that? It's film? Norwegian. The main Norwegian. character is Swedish, but the movie is Norwegian. But the director. Yeah. Is Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah, I thought he was Norwegian, yeah. Okay, and so BGZ will correct us. Yes, please leap in there. <laughs> but it's I like the Nolan one. I do, but it's it's wrapped up in a, a way, you know, the shooting of the dog, all that stuff, really adds to the depth of what's going on. Yeah, and they they have to go in and explain why the LA cops are up there. Yeah, and it just doesn't. Seem plausible. I love the environment of the Norwegian one because that is the most believable environment. Um, I do. I'm I'm split, but I'll be honest. I think that uh, the Nolan one is is more obviously more Hollywood, but it's definitely a beautiful film. I uh, yeah no, I think that's a good sum up. I feel like the um, let's see. Uh, I 
I think it's interesting you saw the Nolan one first and then saw the uh, Skarsgård one second. I saw the Skarsgård one first when it came out, and then I saw the Nolan one. Um, I was not a giant fan of Memento. I remain not a giant fan of Memento. Join like, the club. Like, I'm just like, you know, it's it's clever, but it's like, I, I really, there's, as you guys know, like, I very much love his later work. Like, I think his later movies are great. Um, but I wasn't, I was not huge on the Memento bad mug. And, and so when I saw uh, Insomnia, it was more because I like Pacino and, uh, and I want to see what Williams would do. Um, and I, I was like, this is, this is nowhere near as good as the Norwegian one. And so with many, many, many years in between, I was like, I was looking forward to watching this because now I have, you know, I have strong feelings about, um, Nolan, strong, positive feelings about Nolan's work. And it'd be, I was like, this is going to be really, I'm going to watch these again. And, uh, so I watched the Pacino one first this time and then watched the, uh, Stellan Skarsgård one. And right. my my feelings can be summed up in remember in the movie Shortcuts, the movie that they're making with Bruce Willis and Julia mm-hmm. Roberts. That's what that Pacino movie feels like to me. Where it's just like this feels like a gag. Like it feels well, this is so this is so this is so much this is a bad movie. This is a bad movie in every no, it's, Hollywood. I don't think it's a bad movie, every, but it it's very beautiful. It's wrapped it's, up. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's but like they the just setting looked is at the Norwegian one and basically picked out they, all the, they, all the, the things that were safe, they, they nothed, they, pushed down. Yeah, the, can I, I can sum up in one thing. He doesn't shoot the dog. Yes. What, right. what movie are you making if he That's doesn't right. shoot, the dog? shoot the dog? And he doesn't molest a girl like the thing is like that's the one where i like that's one of the great moments and most horrifying moments of this of the uh norwegian one but like i can understand if they're going for a different character story in the american one you don't do that because that turns him into a different character right (laughs) and like like you said eric it's like the norwegian one he is the villain like he is actually the bad guy yeah right and it's like it's closer to watching something like um what's the horror film that we both love um uh, uh, Spice Girls. The Spice Girls. Yes. No. Or rather, the other one where they're buried in the ground. Uh like uh, that's it. That this produces the same feeling uh, as that movie does. This yeah, the Norwegian. I'm, ver- I'm not too hard on the vanishing. The vanishing. Yeah. Oh, the vanishing scares yeah. the shit out of me. Like the this is this is in the same the Norwegian version of this is in the same ballpark. It's not it's not nearly as nasty, but it's in the same ballpark as that for me. Um, whereas, uh, say if you're going to throw that out and you're going to be like, okay, we're actually going to tell a different story about a different kind of cop. Like, this is a sort of tragic story about a good guy who makes bad decisions. That's fine. You still shoot the fucking dog. Like, you got to shoot the dog. That's when you hit the bottom. You know what it was? It was Serpico a little bit. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it was just like a bad cop. But I actually thought midway through the second screen in Pacino, I did like the Pacino one because I do like Pacino. I like the way it was shot. And I like beautiful the way they, setting. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful I like the way they did the action sequences. The yep. running, focus on the feet. Yep. You know what? could have made this film brilliant. Go for it. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, here we, we are. We're waiting for your. We're waiting for your answer. What could have made it brilliant? <laughs> if they made Pacino's character the same detective, his same name from Heat. And the same dude, yeah. Like he's clearly like I mean, 
He's that's the same they, guy. Or if they made him blind and he said hoo the whole no, time. No, no, yeah, he like, does that. He's playing <laughs> both if guys, they made right? him the same guy from Heat, which he right. plays the exact same, yes. then all the reference, oh, the big heist shootout, she could say, right. there's that's a time. Are they making the a sequel of Heat, basically? Right. Well, no, it's the same character, same it's detective from Heat. It's in Hannah and Alaska. It would be... That would be really interesting because different directors approach the same character right. in a oh, basic yeah, trilogy. Would, well, you know, Michael Mann has actually written, co-written a sequel slash prequel to Heat as a novel that's coming out in a few months. Oh. He, he wrote with a crime novelist. And I'm really interested in seeing this. I think this might be interesting. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's, it's material about Hannah before Heat happens and then stuff after uh, See, okay, so that I'm not so off here. Yeah, but no, I, I, did, there's some, there's I did like it, but they package it. Look, the other thing too is if you oh, notice the opening shot of the original and then the opening shot or sequence of the Pacino one, everything that America does, it's like it's beautiful, set up a beautiful world, you know, yeah. like the plane going through, everything is like an ad, but it's just the high, it was basically taking the grittiness and the suspense of that. And flatten it out to a burger that everybody can eat. Yeah, it's like all this stuff is like NCIS territory. Like all this it stuff, is. like these stock characters, like that doesn't pretty likable characters. But it's just like it all this is just it's bad. It's, well, it doesn't it's, mean it's, that it doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just like if you're gonna make like if you're gonna make me compare two movies, like I feel like I'm watching The Vanishing versus CSI. Well, The like, Vanishing they made. Like, is, oh, the, I mean, one's a, one's one's fucking terrifying, and it's about a disgusting human being that's very interesting. And one is sort of a shitty cop show. Like it's entertaining, but I mean, just like, if it, like there's every, the one thing I can say that I liked about in Nolan's insomnia is that there's loads of things in there that are bad, that are done wrong that he later does right. Yeah. Like, like he, you can see the seeds of everything that he starts to develop and you go, Oh, you know, this actually turns into a thing that he does really well. Uh, and so it's interesting in terms of a Nolan historical oh, piece, but here's the deal though. I think Nolan, and I realize this, Nolan's strength is the fact that he is, uh, I don't think he's, I think he's a great, great director. Great, great, great director. I do. It's just, I think he's not good at, somebody else has to give him the vision and then he can make another version that will work. Or somebody else has to write it and just hand it to him and say, interpret this. And yeah, the, the things that he likes to write about, or the way he likes to write about things, is a problem for a lot of people. Like, yes, because of, he's lots just of not, explanation, lots yeah, of yeah, he's just not sure. that person. Right. But if somebody gave him a really kick-ass script or mm -hmm. whatever, or even the movie, interpret it. Like he went to that movie and just reinterpreted it because yeah. you can tell they just scrubbed through it and and kind of altered it to the way it, it was. A right. I don't know. What, I don't know if that's the case. I think. Uh, well, I've got a couple of ideas. I've got a couple of ideas. First of all, the thing that surprised me the most of the Swedish version is that it felt like it was shot yesterday. It oh, yeah. looked, it oh, looks yeah. very fresh. Great. Ironically, Great. the Nolan version looks dated, and it's the later movie. Yeah, it right? looks very nineties. Yeah, yeah. And so the 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 Swedish version, oh sorry, the Norwegian version uh, was. Um, the only thing that gave it away that was in the nineties is that their cell phones were big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? It feels like a movie that was made yesterday about the nineties, like, uh, like or something like that. Yeah. But what was interesting also, the, the thing that I think is, I, here's, 
I think there are more movies being made like that one right mm -hmm. now. Um, yeah, oh, without a doubt. And I think that in 2002, Hollywood wasn't going to take that risk. Sure. You're not going to shoot the dog. Yeah, it's, right? yeah exactly. It's a, that's so, a very so, 90s model for telling cop stories, right? Right. So you have to tell the story, the heat story, right, right. in some ways. And, and that's the way it's going to be. Uh, uh, the, the mistake is then bringing the dog into it. Like, then it just becomes like. Well, they needed a solution for the bullet. Right. They fired they it into a solution for the bullet. The they buy some meat and fire it into that. You know? But yeah. they literally, but they they could have done a different, like if they were changing things, but they could have completely changed But he wasn't a cool psycho. He just was a guy who thought he was doing the right thing. Right. Well, yeah. I guess the what, Stars guard is. Totally. Is a is a is a sociopath. Like the like the, the thing that the thing that I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing for it to be more like Skarsgård. I'm more, I'm arguing for it to be. You have to have a moment where Pacino hits bottom, and there isn't one. Like well, they right. don't like, they don't go deep. Yeah, because, they don't go deep. Like they, but they the set thing up this is, thing you, that it's like it. There's no there's a moral conundrum, and you're like, well, it's not not really. It's a very soft conundrum. You know, like he hopes he doesn't get caught. Like, okay. Yeah. The so one the one thing I didn't like about the film was that we didn't get whereas the scars guard one we got to at least in the beginning know who this girl was and you don't in this one the other one so that way when the kids or when they interview the kids you don't get a sense of anything because i never really got a glimpse of this girl right, right. and right. the other one is that you never really get a glimpse of the uh feeling the insomnia with pacino whereas yeah. in the scars guard one you got a sense of the insomnia. Oh, he's fucked least... up, and it's in yeah. the filmmaking, right? Like, yeah. You know, like there's the, they set up this beautiful gag where like they'll have Skarsgård walk into a shot, and then it'll pan off of him as what to say like this is what he's looking at, and then it will pan back over to where shame. he's where he's going to where you think he's supposed to be, and he's not there. He's on the other side, and yeah. you're like it's very disorienting. It's brilliant, brilliant filmmaking in that sense. Yeah. The cutting where they go yeah. around the room and he's out of a door and back in. It's really great. good stuff. It's really, and it's very, it's very subtle, like easy to do stuff. It's not showy, but it's very off putting. And like, and so like the, I think the filmmaking is, is across the board better for the Norwegian one. Um, it's a kind of story that I'm going to, well, I'm just more interested in the taxi driver version of the story than I am in the, the nice guy cop version of the story. Um, but like, that doesn't mean you can't make the good nice guy cop movie. There's plenty of those. And I love that genre also. Um, but like, I feel like there was, it feels like there's a, there's a studio glaze on this that I just didn't yeah. know where it was coming from. Like, why, well, why did you choose just, this story? It's packaged up. You yeah. know, look at the amount of producers in the front of that thing. Yeah. Right. There was a lot of producer names yeah. in front of that thing. Yeah. It was it's a total so, package up. Let's redo it. Let's have fun. Yeah. And I don't think that, you know, this was a significantly more expensive film than Memento for him. Right. So you know that the studios took control of this. Yeah, it definitely feels that way. I mean, and and even that, like, they he didn't really control Pacino's performance at all. Like, I love Pacino. Obviously, he's one of the greats. Yeah, no, Pacino like, was just being Pacino. He's being sloppy in this movie. He's being good in scenes, but he's just like for some of the movie, he has like a southern drawl. Some yeah. of the movie, he sounds like he's from L.A. I'm just right. like, and he's and he's leaning on his like his heat snaps. Well, know, that's it. Like, that's why I'm I was like, this is heat. Stuff, it, it should just be him. That would be <laughs> actually cool. On the edge where I gotta be. Also, I'm from Louisiana. You're like, <laughs> so what great. the fuck is happening? What is yeah, this? Yeah, it would have been so great if, like, he's interviewing the kid, and he's like, I want to know, what's the writer's name? He's like, Chorito. 
exactly dude yeah it's just like this so it gets into the territory i mean like i just feel like there's nothing like the reason why insomnia is such uh the norwegian brother the uh the nolan one is uh irritating to me is not because it's bad it's because it's okay like it's that that's the worst hollywood offense well you took all the things that were interesting about the other one and you removed them yeah you put you you made the safe film you made the safe movie but that's a hollywood thing it's nothing new the one the one the one i hadn't seen so i i I hadn't seen the norwegian one but i had seen the american one right Mm -hmm. and uh i'd seen it when theaters that was the last time i saw it and i remember saying yeah it was okay uh, you know, this was during the, the Robin Williams creepy movies that he did. Like, yeah, he did one, one hour, photo one hour photo and, and all that stuff. Right. right. And we can say that Robin Williams is quite good in this movie. I think he is, is very good. Williams, yes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm on a big Robin Williams kick right now. I don't know why I'm just, uh, I'm into it. Um, but the thing that when I was watching this, having just watched the Norwegian one, I was like, Oh God, this is fucking good. Right. And then, uh, and I didn't really remember the plot of the first one. So I was like, well, well, let's see how closely they follow the plot. And the minute they get to the restaurant, he's like, I'm going to turn myself in. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. This is, I, oh, you, I'm sorry. We need a reason that he would accidentally kill him to make him like, and I was like, Jesus. A lot of things is, were, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I actually liked it when they, he shot the guy, the Norwegian guy. He shot it and it was an accident. Like it was clearly yeah. an accident. And the decision to uh like to hide what happened is totally selfish. Like yes. it's just like I do not want to get caught. So I'm just gonna I'm these these fucking idiot uh Norwegians aren't gonna figure I'm I'm the Swedish one here. I know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so he just thinks he can get away with it. And like and he can't. And he's fucked. And you're just like yeah, and he becomes a worse and worse scumbag. Like he lowers himself beneath the people that he thought were was below him, right? And uh, like that's a really excellent character journey. And the thing, and like again, like I there's I mean like there's all sorts of great simple good guy cop movies that I love. Like you don't have to make a fucking weirdo, you know, Euro murder movie in order for me to say that it's a valid piece of entertainment. But don't take out like take out the interesting stuff and then replace it with generic stuff, which is what, what they did. Like it's, it's, it's a pretty setting and that's pr- more or less what they got with this thing. And I'm just like, that, I feel like this is what there was some know. good shooting. There was the bit, the, yeah. the log sequence was the log I, sequence I is great. The yeah. log sequence log was sequence amazing. Is very good. I mean, like no one's a good director. Like, obviously he's going to be able to, you know, like figure it was out. just, it was just character and plot points that were like, they couldn't let Pacino just go. I would wonder if they had flipped their roles. Mm-hmm. What yeah. if what if Robin Williams was Williams would have gone for the the weird stuff, the weird stuff, he right? Been perfectly happy to do it. I wonder where that he could have he could have. I could. I don't see Pacino suddenly no. turning evil. Like he's just going to be Pacino. He's going to be flat Pacino the whole time. He's going to Pacino. It's it's like a verb. Yeah, he he had control over this though. I mean, obviously. Oh sure, I'm sure he was like, I'm not going. I'm not going. Yeah, I'm (laughs) not going to. I'm struggling with the unions. It's Serpico all over again, and you know the VA is not going to take me down. And um, then he's like, I'm not killing dogs. So, you know, yeah, because I mean, because and what's sad is that like Pacino is known for one of the for tracking incredibly well, one of the uh, great character de-evolutions of all time with the Godfather. 
Like he right. starts as a completely wholesome war hero and ends up as a soulless mastermind. And he, and he does it flawlessly. Like mm-hmm. just like every single scene, he sinks a little lower and a little lower. Especially and, when he lies to his wife. That's oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> this one time. K. I I actually just rewatched this days ago. And I was like, I, every time I watch the Godfather, I'm like, this movie is so popular and it's so much a part of media that you kind of forget how fucking great it is. And right. you watch it again. You're like, Jesus Christ, that is a movie. That is like a giant steak dinner of a movie. Like everything is perfect. Porterhouse steak. Yeah. It's just <laughs> insane. It's, just it's got insane. both the strip and the, and the filet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> dude, it's insane. And so like, uh, you know, like rolling into, and so like, uh, you know, to give, obviously like I'm, you know, just to give you a sense of my taste audience, like I love to- Nolan stuff so much that I am a strong defender of Tenet. You won't find too many of us. So mm-hmm. <laughs> either my taste is incredibly terrible or I am actually being honest about how I feel about early Nolan. I don't just write it, write the dude off. I really do love his later work, but this, I'm just like, this is the one for them that uh, I, every director has got like, it's like Kubrick has these, you know, he has a couple of like noir movies that are like, they're good. It's fine. You know, like uh, the killing is like, a really good movie, but it's yeah. no fucking Dr. Strangelove, you know? And, yeah. and he just, yeah, sometimes you have to pay the, you know, pay the ticket to, get in the game and I, I totally get it but uh but this was like it, this is exactly it's almost felt it's like just a little bit it's just a step away from being a uh a uh a, a max production in rushmore like if you just put it on stage <laughs> oh come on i don't think it's that honestly dude i don't think it's that but it's moments, definitely i liked it i did not mind it yeah. but i love the grittiness of the other one but yeah yeah. It, I could see what it was. It was a reinterpretation for broader audiences. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't think it was as as terrible as you're making it out to be, uh, Dan, but uh it is it is uh it was you can see the Hollywoodness of it, yeah. right? And it's well, like this is like when there's, there's, there's so many examples. Bad. It's uh, just the kind of bad that I hate. Right. It, there there's something very interesting about those things. Like you, you know, for example, um, there's son, tons of movies of like American version or and then the original foreign version of mm-hmm. some kind, right? I was thinking about like Casual and Birdcage. Right. That would be but an interesting pairing because I actually think Birdcage. Oh, yeah, Robin Williams again. A lot I, of interesting I love things the American going. Version. I think the American, American version is very good. right. Yeah. Right, the French one it's is extremely good. amazing yeah, as both, well. They're both very, very right. good, and they're different. You know, like that's like, and so this is, I mean, what we're doing here, then I'm so glad this, EGZ was the one who suggested this, right? Yeah. So like, yes. I definitely uh, like way we were talking about this is sort of the beginning of a series because like, I, uh, I don't want to give the impression that, you know, it, I, I hate the idea of like the American version is always the worst. Like that's yes. Yes. We talked true. about yeah. video snobs or yeah. movie snobs all the time. Yeah. And I, I do think that there was something very amazing. Like the, obviously the production value is significantly higher in the American version. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. way better film shots, helicopter shots that are gorgeous. Yep. You know, just the opening it, shot is Nolan all over the place. So he just owns it. He's like, I am yeah. making, I'm Christopher Nolan. You don't know it yet, but that's what I am. Yeah. I it was am. beautiful. Here's, shot. here's yeah. a glacier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Stuff. And then yeah. just the, 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 you know, the, the, the water plane landing and then, you know, Hillary Swank was okay. 
Yeah. She was the most TV out of all of it. She's she's yeah. got no character at all in that thing. I like I like Spank. I think Spank could do yeah. it, but like she had nothing to do. Like she has like she's like they're trying to cast her as this sort of like the uh the you know the uh the wide-eyed um you know admirer of the great detective Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. And uh and Pacino doesn't help her out with this at all. Like he's just like actually I'm just kind of a tired asshole. He's <laughs> just like yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, like I mean, like it'd be more interesting if you if you leaned into it. Like if this, um, if it's not Pacino, like if it's more someone who is like really uh, that you want to feel the same way about. Like she's like, oh my god, you're the best, and then the person they cast, you're like, oh, this dude's gonna solve some crimes. I love this guy, and then as your feelings collapse, you watch her feelings collapse for him. Then, right. you, then I'm engaged. They, they should have made her character like the one in the film where she was kind of in the back a little bit and then she kind of solved it and they gave her too much of a role. They should have just let Pacino because it just ate up some of the scene and it didn't give a lot of room for Pacino to to grow because you're always worried about her. I like the way they, that other woman was there, but she really wasn't. You really still focus on scars. He's kind of like, he's an asshole to her. He kind of flirts with her and then she sort of slips in the background. Yeah, and he's fucking around with all the women. By the way, he's the no, they really point out how he's no different than the other guy. They both have women reject them when they're trying to make a move on them, right? But you don't see that with the Pacino. And and it seems like somebody scrubbed anything bad for Pacino to do. Because when Skarsgård was going for the woman, it's the same thing that the writer was going for with the young girl. Right. And she thought he was crazy. Yeah, and it's like the 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 awesome dissonance you have when he like he's like he is sexually assaulting her in the car, and then he takes her out of the car to make her feel guilty about this is where her friend died. I'm like, How you are not just a that? scumbag; you are just he's a good. You are a vicious, terrible person. <laughs> like yep. you are way worse than the killer. The killer is yeah. Like, it was he was given a heat. He was giving heat. Yeah. moment and that was the one thing i understand yeah well but... it's just, just like i think that there's like i mean pacino's done great work nolan's done great work everyone involved has done great work but it's just like there's there's something about like that screenplay is so flat i don't know what you would do with it like i'm just listening to these lines i'm like this is like cop tv writing this is just this is just i don't know i don't know who they pulled that like from the writer's room to be like Hey, listen, you know, stop writing for, you know, uh, uh, fucking the law Chuck, and order law and order <laughs> and come. It's more, it's more like stop writing for the Chuck Norris show. And come, and come what and was the this. name of the te- Texas, Texas Walker, Texas Ranger. It's like, it's a, this is Walker, Texas Ranger in Alaska. And it's only, it's going to be, you know, old Al Pacino. I think you're get, I think you're being a little hard on it. I think it was better than that. I think it's better than yeah. that. I think what's what I am definitely disappointed in some of the character choices. Like not shooting a dog is the most obvious thing yeah. that should have happened, right. right? But it was, and the other thing that I didn't like about it was there's several things that I didn't like about it. I'm gonna say that, and then I'm actually gonna tell you about the things I do like about it. No, hit it. <laughs> okay, yeah, so so the first sign of it's going south is when uh, uh, he's he they're at dinner and he says, "I'm gonna turn myself in." Right. And he's like, you don't do that. They're going to come after me, you know, like th- knowing what's going to happen. I'm like, oh, really? They have to do that. Well, this, right? They- <laughs> yeah, right, right. Hold on. I, uh, uh, and then, and then after the, after that, the other thing is like, obviously not shooting the dog. He didn't do anything with the girl, which was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I didn't like 
the receptionist. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. She's the right. one from ER. Right. That, that's, yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's uh, Maura Tierney. She's who's a good actor. She is a good actor. Yeah. By the way, I do have a story about her. Uh, I was with Remy outside of the firehouse and uh, he and I were chatting and then she showed up with uh, uh, some guy and she asked Remy for a cigarette and Remy was like, Oh no, I know you, you are in ER. <laughs> ER. ER. Was like, was like, yeah. No, I'm not. She said, no, I'm not. He goes, yes, you are. I saw you yesterday on ER. <laughs> God, I love you. I love Remy. I miss Remy. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> anyway, so she was, um, anyway, she didn't have the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the Norwegian woman, that blonde was super cold yep. and strange mm -hmm. in her behavior, like mm -hmm. mean. Right. And then she, she does this thing was like, I feel like I was really mean to him. Right. right? She says that line. Right. And then they use the same freaking line in the American version. And they're like, I hope I wasn't mean to him. He was right there. It's like, that's not a, that that line makes no sense. Yeah, they carbon copied it, honestly. It, and the way I could the characters tell was, are different. They didn't carbon copy it because it's they, a completely different person. But yes, I exactly. realized that, but what they did is they just looked at certain moments and beats in the film. Yeah. So yeah. the sweet the Norwegian right. one and it just copied it. The, the, the giveaway was the cop thing where right. the cops by mistake drop a dummy on the ground. Then right. in the in the LA one. They basically are like, I don't want to go down. And they're on the ground joking around. And right. it was like, they literally was just like, oh, this should replicate that scene. So right. those cops are being goofy. Let's just do it over here. Yeah, like, like, as opposed to like thinking about what the scene means. You know, mm -hmm. like, what, like what, what, is, what is thematically what is happening here? Like, like what, what, is the, what are the emotions? It was a little prepared? carbon copy in the areas they didn't want to think too much about, which yeah. was the extras, what the extras are doing, the woman at the place. But right. they're all in they're all linked in the the other one which yeah, makes because, it yeah the, the other one creates like the, the other one knows uh what the center of the tension is like scarsgard scarsgard is the reason to watch the movie it isn't about finding a killer like the killer is interesting but it's not a mystery about the killer like they figure that out right. like it is about uh watching this uh this uh incredibly arrogant asshole uh fall prey to his own flaws uh and dig himself a giant hole a giant moral hole that destroys people like that's fascinating it's fascinating to watch it happen right and to what and every aspect of the movie is angled towards supporting like that interest so you're like you're just like this guy is like it's just you're it's like watching a car crash you're like this is this is horrifying. <laughs> like it's it's mesmerizing to watch this. And then yeah. in the in the Hollywood one, everything is done well. Like everything is fine. And that's and this is what I'm saying. It's like the reason why I'm so hard on it is like I know that I know the talent involved at every level is actually quite high. And I I can there's great work from virtually everybody involved. Um, but nobody's steering the ship. They're just like, well, we gotta underplay this because the audiences won't be. You know they they won't be able to back Pacino if he's cool. They want like they don't. They I don't think there was some of that there, there. Honestly, yeah. I, I they 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 were there was too much money involved in the movie. Yeah, yeah you know what it, that's I think that's what it was. when you when you when you get a lot of money involved in the movie and you get yourself to a, you know a freshman director to make right. a second film, and they're like you know and yes they knew that Nolan is talented. They're not going to make a, a creative film anymore. What I think is 
amazing now is that nowadays they do make those films. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. I was just watching, I was just watching white Lotus, right. It's like, Oh, there's some very detestable people. In that yeah, well, yeah. That, well, streaming gives you the, uh, the freedom to do this. Right. Yes. This is the great thing about streaming. And you used to knock streaming a lot. Remember? Oh, I think both me and streaming have changed. Yes. Uh, and uh, I think because like, you know, like I, I go back and listen to my old critiques of streaming. I think it's still, still on point. I'm just a little resistant to liking streaming. Whereas like now it's actually changed in ways that I was totally wrong about uh, and ways that I, and changed into something that I really admire. Like it's doing so much more right than film is right now that I'm, I mm-hmm. can't not support it. It's, it's doing what I want it's due. <laughs> yeah, what like, I actually really like about streaming is they feel no obligation mm-hmm. to have a show go on for years and years and years. No. And years. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. That's the best. The, yes. And so they're, they're perfectly fine making a seven episode something. Right. Maybe there'll be a second season. Who cares? Who knows? <laughs> Who cares? Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, and, they, and they make use of the stuff that you don't have room to do in film, which is, you know, like which people were saying about television for the longest time, but wasn't actually true. Like there was mean? meaning that like TV when HBO was hitting its stride, like everyone's just like, oh, now it's just like it's better than movies. So I was like, well, not really, no, because you're only using one channel of information, and that's talking. You're not making, you're not doing any visual storytelling at all. You're just really nicely lighting people who deliver monologues, right. you know. And and for for the most part, I would say that's still a critique I have of most streaming. Uh, sure. That that being said. Um, and especially in the past few years, couple of years, like, uh, they initially started out like the streaming shows would be 23 episodes long, just like network. Um, but now it's boiled down to like six and maybe there's no second season. And I'm like, now you're getting it. Like tell a story. It can be six hours right. long. That's right. And, and now it's going to get tighter and more interesting. And suddenly you have all this room to be more cinematic, like, and really tell stories visually, That's like, right. which is what makes it compelling. Like use, use multiple channels um you know like talking screenplay photography juxtaposition editing like all these are tools to tell your story when you're doing nypd uh, like uh you know whatever fucking you know ncis like the only job of the director and the cameraman you know on ncis is to make sure the camera is on and pointed at the actor while they're talking like there's no filmmaking going on it's just recording a speech that's why these things are fine but dull and that's what happens in this movie. Like, there's no, like, no one's trying to find ways to do some movie making in the movie. But, uh, yes. They, and they, I think that's what really succeeds. I think that, you know, the cinematography and stuff that was mm-hmm. going on in a Norwegian one was pretty good, was pretty good, but it wasn't certain. There was a certain, I think what, what I liked about, uh, Nolan's version is that it was, uh, there was a filmmaking process that made it look so beautiful mm-hmm. and had juxtaposition to what's actually going on. The, right? All the exterior stuff is wonderful. So my and, question for you, Dan, on that beach scene, do you think they used the fog machine? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen one of those giant, giant fog yeah. machines with the multiple like pipe hoses? They're, oh, they're fucking crazy. I love those things. It's insane. Suddenly it's just a giant wall. The fog runs through. But Jeez. I to sort of finish what I was trying to say is like, basically like, like the, 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 the log thing is a perfect example. Like that mm. is, an, I don't know if you've ever seen logs going down a river like that, yeah, but it's, it's terrifying. Kind of, <laughs> it's terrifying. Totally. Right? That was a good sequence. Yeah. And so the, like a, something like that, right. It's like, they never had that level of 
no. of anxiety or things in the in the Norwegian one. But you didn't uh, but, need to. Yeah. But Skarsgård was holding the tension. Well, and the thing right. they do, they, the thing that they do correctly in the Norwegian one is like they're not they're not trying to make it look good. They're trying to make it look kind of greasy, overlit, and awkward. And, yes. and like this, like the only the only thing they need to do is make sure that uh, nothing feels safe, comfortable, beautiful, or anything. Like you're just constantly like you feel terrible. Like it just feels terrible all the time. Whereas like the Nolan one, um, like has some really like the log scene is very good. There's all the exterior stuff. The when they go after him the first time, uh, except for the goofball, like um you know, uh, how they alert the guy with when the megaphone goes off. I was like, it's so heat. Too. That's like, it was just like in heat, they do it right. Like it's, it's a little thing that the kill that, uh, De Niro is like, like this. And suddenly it becomes this, uh, moment of connection between De Niro and, and Pacino. Like when he's looking at the screen and De Niro's looking back, like it makes a movie out of it right there. Um, whereas in this, like, it's just some dumbass like goes, and you're like, I, I hope there are more professional people in Alaska than that. <laughs> but that, that, that. That being said, it's still a nicely done scene. The shootout's really good. The chase is really good. It looks really fantastic. And uh, and you can definitely feel, I agree, like Nolan's really trying to make this work. I also think like the, 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 the scene with Williams is good. Like that's the first time I get a scene where I'm like, I am invested in both of these characters now when they're on yeah. the, uh, when they're on the boat. I was like, that's a great scene. <laughs> That's another thing, right? Williams did a better job of the killer than the other oh, guy did. Yeah, he's terrific. The, the other guy's just really good. Fun. Well, you, yeah, and, but you and the, the way that he that calls guy. him, the way that he calls him more often, you know, mm-hmm. and the way that he's basically like, uh, uh, and he's like, you know, he has the tape recorder. It's like insurance, you know, like that. All of that was. It's a hundred times more compelling than anything else in the movie. And it's, I agree. It's a better performance than the original. Right. Well, uh, yeah, but the, the now the, re, the Norwegian one, that character wasn't as important. Yeah, he's, right? a, he's a non-entity. He's like, a non-entity because you're, good. you're following the other guy. Right. right. And yeah. then, so really in the American version, you're rooting for Pacino because he's getting, uh, you know, manipulated by Williams, right? Which is not the point. <laughs> yeah. the hell one. Maybe right. it is. Doesn't right. matter. Maybe that's the story they want to tell, right? They met his and match. Then, the and then, his and match. Then, whereas the other one, he was controlled. I think that the, the the missed opportunity with Williams is that Williams should like, and I, I'm not going to put on Williams. Pacino should be really tested morally by Williams. Like and like he should be this is trying to tell the 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 American story, not the Norwegian story, like mm-hmm. his guilt uh over what has happened uh should put him on the on the moral low ground uh because uh, against Williams, and Williams is there for that, like Williams is really pushing that angle um and Pacino is not really doing it, like I just don't think he really rises to the challenge of the movie, and that's not his fault that's it's just studio flavored. It's just like, sure. no, Pacino is just a good guy, good cop. I'm just like, this is where it should be. I feel like I'm on Williams side, you know, like Williams is making points and Pacino is losing. That's what needs to be happening. And it kind of happens, but the movie doesn't really exist around that to make it happen. Yeah. And but I think he was dialing it in. Whereas Williams was genuinely was doing it, giving, right. doing it right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, you can tell. 
But Pacino still brings a lot of he has a lot of swagger, man. Oh, he's great. I mean, like at his worst, he's still an extremely likable, charming actor, you know. But it's yeah. just like I feel like this movie, from especially from what you were just saying, because I'm just like about uh, both the receptionist and uh, Hillary Swank. I'm like. This I wonder if Nolan, if Nolan were to remake this movie today on his own terms, right? Mm-hmm. Like I bet neither Pacino or Williams would be the main character. Like I bet it would be Hillary Swank. No, and it, and you would not know, uh, you would not know what is actually happening. You would not know that he shot his partner. Like you would start to see it. Fall oh, it's apart. reversed. Yeah, right. I got it. Yeah, like and so like you're watching. It's her journey of watching the uh, collapse of her admiration uh mm. and so you bring in you remake this movie and you get like whatever uh like imagine this this totally redoing it but like imagine if instead of Hillary Swank, who's a good actor but not right for this you get chloe savini right oh wow yeah. right so you get chloe savini and instead of um uh pacino you get um uh george clooney like george clooney super charming comes in charms everybody's pants off like he's the he's the guy who's got his shit together knows what to say he's the pro from la fantastic and she yeah. loves him and she can't help but love him it's fucking george and Clooney. maybe he makes a move on her and he sleeps and, with her and th- exactly and then suddenly the whole fucking after that point when she realizes maybe i've been played and this guy is desperately lying like then the movie collapses in the right way when you're like my ideals of what i wanted to believe in you know are are gone like then you have something that's very interesting uh and uh whereas like because i know what happens and and pacino's not really doing any other work he's just like what if i was a nice guy who was still nice but i fucked up a little i'm like that's that's not really a movie <laughs> he practically dies a martyr yeah he died, exactly like that yes well put well put like, and, and it's like that's unearned, just not unearned and and in the other one he gets away with it yeah exactly that's, that's the worst part he's the devil he's the yeah. devil the, the, the ending the, shot with the eyes and the, the end eyes. Like, oh he's satan that's the problem yeah <laughs> completely different film yeah, yeah exactly you know and it's just like when hillary spikes like don't go uh i've always loved you and he's like don't be a bad person you're like <laughs> yeah the fuck is this <laughs> like come on guys true yeah you know tell but, the truth tell the truth yeah tell the truth like, the truth. that's this is my i i no. love i love big cheesy american stuff i love loads yeah of it, it can be, it's a good it can be great yeah but this is the kind of movie that makes people hate remakes right you're just like mm. <laughs> like yeah it's fine it's okay if you haven't seen the original one it's fine uh but man oh man i would i would go to bat for you know tenet a much harder film to defend uh any day over over something that's sort of like oh i think tenet's man. horrible dude i know i i totally understand like that's all right like i i don't get like i don't have any bad like people don't like tenet it makes perfect sense to me but like i can also explain why i love tenet and it's interesting like i think the the, the things to think are interesting in that movie are interesting and they're and they have something to talk about with them whereas just like with insomnia it's just like it's this is there's not a lot of meat on this bone like that you just say like it's fine. He later does very interesting work, you know, and, uh, and, and it's true for literally everybody in that cast. Like there's not one of them went on to like, obviously everyone goes on to even, even Pacino, like Pacino makes at least two or three more interesting movies after this. 
now sure. you know, sort of out of it, you know. But he, uh, he right? did not long at well. No, he was before his. Yeah. yeah, he was before that. But he also did uh, Angels in America. Oh yeah, great. Right That's around after this. Yeah. And uh, he did his awesome. Uh, I think he did this before. Uh, uh, did you see Looking for Richard? His yes. uh, Richard III movie. I love that movie. I think he did a great, yes. great job that one. Yeah. So he's he still has a lot of energy left in his career. But like this feels like wow, Heat was is very well respected. So let's do that. And I'm just like, oh, don't don't take a sleazy masterpiece like Insomnia and and then just sort of like try to. It's a it's like. It's in, the first insomnia is dirty. It's a dirty movie and it makes you feel dirty. And that's what's savory about it. Like, right. Well, I, don't you ever have, you know, watching movies where you see someone acting badly and you, they, they are put in that movie that you can reflect on yourself. And yes. then suddenly you're like, Oh shit. I'm an asshole. What if, what if I'm an asshole? <laughs> what if I'm an asshole? What if I'm lying to myself? What if I'm the asshole? Yes, exactly. What if I'm the evil person? Oh, no one it's... thinks they're actually evil. Donald Nobody Trump who is bad thinks he's thinks evil. Bad. Yes. Hitler didn't think he yeah. was a bad person. I'm a pretty good guy, you know, when you look at it. Hey, yeah, exactly. hey whoa. Yeah. Right? But that's, so, that's the thing, man. That's what what if I'm Hitler? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people, people have a hard time with that story. They don't like that story very much yeah and I, I i that's the thing right because i think in 2002 they were still making movies about redemption and this and that right like that's hollywood you can't so so they took the story i actually think it's interesting how they took the story and they changed it that way right to do it if you never knew about the norwegian version it would be just fine. It'd be, yeah, that's, you know, it's yeah, okay. it's fun. Like imagine if, I, you know, it's, it, uh, Robin Williams is great. Pacino yeah. was Pacino. Yeah. Whatever. Like, it's just like, imagine if they took taxi driver, right. And made it like, he doesn't take, uh, uh, Sybil Shepherd to a porno theater. He takes her to like a community theater play version. That's not very good, but he's very excited about it. He's just like, this is kind of <laughs> corny. And he's like, yeah, but I really love the effort they all put in. And then in the right. end, like he actually goes and saves Jody Foster. And then the, the family gives him a million dollars. Well, hold on. If you read the original, uh, no, no, that was King of comedy. The original King of comedy. He was a hero. Oh God. Yeah. He saves yeah. her from a burning building. Oh no! Wow, <laughs> that's a different film. The script, because I, I bought the original script. That's a different movie. That's a different, that's a different movie. movie. That's, like, what if Starship Troopers meant what it said? <laughs> no, that's bad because that's Nazis. Yeah. yeah. Did it make it made money though? Didn't it? Starship Troopers. No, yeah, uh, the first one. It's Insomnia. No one's Insomnia did okay. I believe it did. Okay. It did okay. It certainly it. It put him in. Uh, it seems to have put him in the position of a Hollywood. He played ball. Like he played ball. They liked it. Did well. And then he's like, "Cool, now I can make movies that I want." Here's here's the thing that I think is interesting. Like in 2002, theaters had movies like that. Mm -hmm. In 2022, oh god, there are no th movies like that in theaters. That right? that is streaming only, and it's not even on a major platform. It's streaming only. And yeah, it may not be a major platform, but it is definitely streaming only. And here's the thing 
they wouldn't because it's on streaming. They wouldn't. They would have made the first Insomnia. <laughs> they wouldn't have played. They played it safe. So exactly. in some ways, like the fact that theaters are only showing superhero films, just let that be over there. Yeah, I complain about this movie being safe. When what is safer than making another Spider-Man movie? Yeah, I know. Like that's I know that's, that is or, the or safest. A make, lot of that's out there. Or, yeah. or making another Boba Fett series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just like when I, I I wish there could have been a live cam. This we'll have to do this next time. It's like Martini Giant live cam on my face. We don't even need sound of me watching Black Widow. Would have been the funniest thing of the year. <laughs> like, just you can see the soul being sucked out of my eyeballs watching that movie. My love mm. of film is dying as I watch this movie. That's that's the kind of shit that they make now. Man, oh yeah. man, absolutely. So, 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 the, in a sense, I think it's interesting. You know, like Hollywood always tried. Well, not always, but they for a long time they've been playing it safe, mm -hmm. uh, and they're they're not anymore right now. I think in some ways. But it's not really Hollywood. I don't know. There's some yeah, like, like what what Hollywood like well, the the studios that are successful now, i.e. Netflix, like they're in a territory where uh, at least the streaming major streaming platforms um are have been in the territory where they can be a little risky. And so they're a little risky, mainly with lower budget stuff. You know, Netflix is starting to back out of that. It seems like they are going to be investing heavily in big, big stars doing very noisy, action-friendly movies. Ten billion dollars, I think they're spending this year. That's oh yeah, crazy. I mean, like the, the <laughs> we talked about it before, but it's the ad that they just put out where it's just like we have Ryan Gosling and we have blah blah blah. We have all these stars that used to be movie stars, but now they're Netflix stars. I'm just like, right. well, I'm expecting a lower level of movie right now. Like, right. uh, like for instance, like uh, what's his name? Uh, Deadpool. Um, Ryan, Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Now yeah. I like Ryan Reynolds a lot, and he is the one to me watchable aspect of Free Guy, right? Like, yes. I was, mm. like, like I thought Free Guy was a perfectly entertaining but very bad film with a moral <laughs> that I was like, "What the fuck is this even saying?" Like, right. did anybody actually write this movie because it makes no moral sense? Right. Um, and uh, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that. So I think that they're like the top studios, like Netflix, et cetera, are slippery. So they're going to quickly fall down the same hole that all the other studios did. Um, so I think that it's up to like the streaming platforms that are closer to indie are the ones that are going to continue to make interesting stuff or like right. the fringy stuff you see on like Hulu and stuff like that. Like it's always going to be a, a sort of a dividing line where, it attracts interesting people. Like it's big enough to attract interesting people, but it's not so big that they have to start making shitloads of money on it where the interesting mm. stuff happens. Right. Yeah. And that's where, that's where studios were in the nineties um, with Pulp Fiction and Steven Soderbergh movies and all that stuff where it's just like. Soderbergh you know, was uh, executive producer on this one. I know. Yeah, I know. It was a, <laughs> a section eight production. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But you and who, who else was it? Was a, was an executive producer. Who was it? Because it's Section Eight. So Clooney, it's Clooney, Clooney, yeah. Clooney. That's right. And so I'm just like, fuck, why not? That's why I said, like, bring in fucking Clooney on that movie. Then you have an instantly better movie. Like, because you can't. Clooney is so relentlessly likable that you have to be like, you have to see him shoot the dog just to be like, okay, yeah, he's a scumbag. Like, you have to have like it has to go that far just to finally agree with the movie that he's bad. Like, then you're making it interesting. Then you're using the star power of Clooney against. The audience and that's a really powerful movie. Hmm. you know 
but the, like i think that netflix and disney and all the top streamers like i mean disney's never been a, a, a radical anything but uh like oh my god did you see what happened at disney last week no uh disney plus right they included parental controls <laughs> yes and yes. it was like you had to do yes. this whole big sign-in for parental controls because they put up two movies that were like may have a couple more swear words in there. yes exactly we just want to make sure that you know don't sue us yeah yeah oh, boy. <laughs> like really god like, uh, yeah yeah and then they pulled the movies well what i think the movies i don't remember what the yeah, movies were but it was ridiculous well you think of that disney's gonna run the same thing it ran into in the 80s uh when it's just like they had to create touchstone right as the uh shingle that they put out r-rated stuff through right you know like they're gonna have to like because it turns out that their business model of only making star wars and marvel films is a is not a good one <laughs> it's like right. like the, everybody is just going to want toothpaste forever so we're only going to make toothpaste right well once people bought enough toothpaste it holds them over for quite some time yep yeah um i do want to i do want to uh, uh acknowledge first of all i want to thank you uh mike for resubscribing to us for uh another couple months on your uh, uh amazon prime so appreciate that yeah. uh really really great uh, to have that. So if those of you who know or don't know, if you guys want to subscribe to us, uh, you can just, uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you can do it for free and it helps us out. Or if you just want to subscribe to us either way, we'd always appreciate it. It helps support the channel. I, uh, we are not ending the show. Don't worry. It will still be a normal three hour show, but <laughs> I am going to take a slight break. Uh, and then uh, during the break, uh, you know, you could, you feel free to, um, uh, no, if you're not a subscriber, you'll see an ad. If you are a subscriber, you shouldn't see an ad. That's right. On. You get to hear us yammer on for, uh, for a little bit. Nice. But I'm going to take a two minute break here for a second. I'm going to have to check something out on the server. Uh, and uh, so, Eric, you and Dan stay on and, and continue to chit chat. But we'll be back in two minutes. So, what happened, Chris? Are we back? Uh, yeah. yeah, it looks good. All right. Uh, the server wasn't down. No, the problem was that basically um, uh, the server, I still was connected to the VPN. And so mm. we were getting crappy stuff, but we should be back now. Uh, let's see. Hopefully we'll, we'll get our viewers back. <laughs> oh, we yeah. lost all our viewers. No, no, no. They're here. They're here. They're all here. Sorry about that, guys. Everything cool. Let me know if you guys are, are reconnected. Um, just want to make sure everything's working. Just give me a thumbs up or something in the chat, and then we'll go there. Okay. All right. Where were we? Talking about Netflix. Yeah. The, <laughs> the uh, that it's interesting to see things like Netflix and Disney are on the. Uh, to me, let me know what you think of this. Is like they seem to be on the accelerated studio program. Like they are going through the rise and fall of the studios uh, at like twenty times the speed, and. Uh, huh. Because like once I saw that new ad from Netflix, which was touting their major stars and how they're going to do, you know, Chris Hemsworth and Extraction Two and Ryan Reynolds and blah blah blah, I was just like, this, like, how do we get here? Like we were just, I feel like we were just in the uh, mid '90s with Netflix doing some weird experimental stuff, and now it's just like, well, what the competition we... is heating up so much with Disney yeah. getting in the game. HBO that, yeah. is killing it. HBO is killing it. Yeah. 
I HBO love that. HBO is, is probably like HBO has uh, at least three of my favorite shows right now. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I, like I love Succession. Winning Time. Winning Time is great. Succession, absolutely. Oh, and I just saw Tokyo Vice is fantastic. I had started watching that. What episode are you on? I finished the three that are available. And I, I really, really, really love it. Good, slow burn, beautiful, awesome really details. Good. Yeah, it's yeah really, I'm on really the great. second. Yeah. I, so do you think, do you think that basically Netflix is falling down the rabbit hole? I think like, so. What like if what it, what it was? Yeah. Well, know? it has to change, guys. I mean, it has to go somewhere. Well, to me, it's like it's all and about the competition's model, there. Right? Yeah. It's all about business model. Your business model is going to change according to like what people offer on their streaming service is going to change according to what their uh, business needs are. Right. And uh, Netflix prior to even just a year ago, like their whole goal was to get more subscribers. Right. And so they were doing uh, two things. They were doing interesting, weird little things, glow, right. Stuff like that. Um, and uh, that were kind of niche but really interesting, right? And uh, the occasional, like, big prestige director to give them clout, like Scorsese or Quaron or, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of stuff. And then in between, they would have, uh, like, mid-level directors, like the guy who did uh, Nightcrawler, come in and do, like, sort of like a little, like, a, a, a cheap indie but still weird, you know, and throw those out there. And it's all because like you're trying to burn drawn as wide an audience of people through their niche interests as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And uh and sort of still justify themselves like we make art like yeah, you know, like uh you know, <laughs> the Irishman, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> well and they're filling in for the Weinstein company, which is basically exactly right. But now they have slowed that role very strongly. Like the number of new interesting shows on Netflix is starting to dwindle in favor of big, fat, expensive, star-driven stuff that's coming out this year. And what that says to me is we have now entered the next phase of the business model, which is now that we've got everybody on earth to subscribe to Netflix, how do we keep them? Yeah. We raised the prices. They're probably they're probably prices. they're probably feeling the heat too from investors because they've blown a lot of money. A lot of money. And so like yeah. and, and Chris, you're exactly right, because like they uh like they it's are the making, other way to, the only way to, to to get that to pay for them all this growth is to yeah. raise the prices. And so they've got making, all the subscribers they're gonna get. Right. And the only way to justify uh sixteen bucks a month or seventeen bucks a month is to see the money on the screen, which means you know, giant explosions, the rock and, and, you know, big shitty action scenes, right. like, which is all the, I did watch the, I did watch the, 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 what was it, the Ryan Reynolds and the rock and guy Godot, whatever. And the, the, oh yeah. That was, that's okay. It was, yeah, it was fine. It was I probably very I, expensive. It was, I did not finish. Wa- I, I like all those actors and I didn't finish watching the movie. Yeah. It's, you like, don't need to finish it. You know this, where it's going. This feels like. It's, Let me just know, put it this way: He doesn't shoot the dog. Does, he does not shoot the dog. <laughs> it's the opposite of save the is cat. That you're gonna be, the dog. Yeah, is that going to be your new save the cat? Shoot the dog. <laughs> shoot the dog. Like you got to do it. And then this thing is like you have all these like Gal Gadot is like you know beautiful. She's got charm. You know, shooting out her eyeballs. Uh, like the Rock is hysterical, and even more hysterical when he's paired with Ryan Gosling. And it still felt like a fifth grade class wrote that screenplay. Yeah, it did. I was like, did, who fucking made this thing? How did you make this shitty thing so fast? I was excited when they would do, you know, uh, 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 what's 
what was Caron's film that he, he made? We did a podcast about it. What's the name? Oh yeah. Yeah. Roma. Yeah. Roma. Yeah. Like yeah. those, Wonderful. like why it's like, that's amazing. That seems like this can get made again. Yeah. That's what I love. The offered mo- a lot of money. The, what it's I love the most great for them. What I love the most about Roma is that a lot of people saw it because it was on Netflix. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and, then, a, and then, cause not everyone's going to pay a, a movie ticket for a movie like Roma. Right. That movie would not have done well if it were released in the theaters. Yeah. Right. Huh. Uh, and, uh, and what's wonderful about it is that it is a very big, beautiful, expensive looking movie. And I'm sure it was very expensive. Um, but it's also like, he spends the money on creating like this, almost a VR experience, mm. like this, this, uh, slow, uh, presence based, you know, sound design based thing that's incredibly in, involving and overwhelming and very artful. And he made it for, uh, for the biggest stage in the world, you know? And I'm like, that's like, that's the rare moment. That's the Godfather moment. You know, when studios are like, we need new people doing interesting, cool, experimental things. Uh, and we're willing to spend a shitload of money on it. And, but mm. that moment, I I believe that moment is past. I think that was it. For Netflix, mm. anyway. That's not true for Why all Why is it past for Netflix? Because they've, they they no longer have to worry about getting people to subscribe. They have to worry well, about justifying 17 bucks a month. Like, 17 bucks a month is, a, is, the t- is now the, the price of a movie ticket. Yeah, but you can just cancel at any time. Yeah, so they have to like. That's, that's cancel. why they have to. They have to give you something to not cancel. They have to give you something that looks like it's worth a movie ticket a month for you. Yes, like seven seventeen bucks is a, is a movie ticket, and so you better get a fucking expensive looking movie out of it. And so they go like, yeah, here's that rock movie you wanted, and that's what you're going to get more of. Like that's the trap they're in is they need to hold yeah. the water. They're in falling it. into the Disney trap. Is yeah. what they're doing. Disney's the saying. worst. Disney is in the worst hole, but yes, they are. I agree. Well, yeah, they're, they're in the worst also, hole. Because they've also spent a lot of money, so they've got yeah. a lot of uh, debt to try to... You know, yeah, they're... They bought uh, and they, Netflix is in no, way more Disney. debt. It's, le- it's heavily leveraged. That is heavily leveraged as well, but Disney It's going to take the... If they... If they sp- they have to keep making as much money as they have now for 85 years before they can start to break even. Right. They are in a shitload of trouble. Yeah. I mean, and, they, and their only solution is to do more of what has put them in the hole. Right. It's like, it's the keep digging model. <laughs> you know, like, maybe we'll get to the other side of the earth. You know, and maybe, I guess so. Well, I don't, I don't think they've got a choice. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. This is what you call the sunk cost problem. You know? Mm-hmm. They are not willing to change what they're doing, even though what they're doing is putting them in the hole that they are stuck in. Right. Mm. Because everything else is too risky. And just like, wow, well, the long term on this game is, is you, you end up on the street. <laughs> that's right. ask, ask any gambling addict. That's the ride you're on. You know? Yeah. And a lot of people gave up. I mean, they raised a lot of money through hedge funds and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting a lot a lot of money. They pay their employees very well as well, apparently. Yes, they do. I'm, I'm glad yeah. for that. That's good. I mean, the thing is, like, you take something like Disney. Like, Disney is, like, you know, like, the... I Like, I wonder what George Lucas feels about what Disney is doing with Star Wars now, now that they've made their second Boba Fett show. Like, what? That must look really weird. Like, this is what you did? You paid $4 billion for my Star Wars license, and now you're making duplicate Boba Fett shows? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh no, no, don't worry. There'll be uh Obi Wan Kenobi show too. That's right, exactly. And we'll find. Well, there'll be a movie about that little box robot that runs down the hallway. There'll be a ten-hour th- series on that. Uh, what was the meme that someone put in our Discord about? Like, have you seen the droids that took the plans? It's like, yes, there was a, a protocol droid and and a blue dress. Like, those are my oh, boys. Those are my boys. It's <laughs> <laughs> just hilarious. It's like, oh shit, that's right. He did make those robots. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. What a fucking what a what a tangle. What a what a uh, king rat that story is, man. Well, where do you you, you think that? Where do you think Disney's going? I think that Disney has a come to Jesus moment. That's why they're trying to put dirty movies up on Disney now. And find, find <laughs> put dirty by. movies up on Disney. <laughs> so like, oh no. That All sounds like is... an indie band, dirty movies on Disney. <laughs> dirty, dirty movies on Disney. <laughs> like you're, when you're just like, oh, our second Boba Fett show isn't working. What else do we got? Uh, we have more Marvel movies. Those aren't working either. Shit. Uh, Hit the button. X-rated. <laughs> Right. Like, yeah, I think that they're they're having some like what's funny is that they don't really have quality control issues. Like all these things are very handsomely mounted. Like the Mandalorian's a very good looking show, and you know, Boba Fett was a good looking show. And they really I don't I don't know if they're gaining much getting much traction, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I think so, because there's just too much material now. Well, because they're Across ironically, the they're too niche. Right? right, their niche is Disney, and after people are like, maybe I don't want to see Disney right now. They're like, what do you mean you don't want to see Disney? Everyone wants to see Disney. Well, maybe I don't. Well, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, uh, McGregor twenty three brings up like anybody watch Moon Knight? You know, like I have not seen Moon Knight. I have Disney, and I have the world's biggest crush on Oscar Isaac. How does right. this happen? <laughs> but right. Like since Moon Knight came out, I watched Triple Frontier and uh uh uh. What the fuck is it called? Linsign Lou and Davis. And I still haven't watched Midnight. Right. This is, this I think the thing up. also to remember when I was a kid, going to Disneyland when we would go, we only went twice, or watching Disney movies, you had to wait. Like mm-hmm. the magic, you had to wait for the magic to come. It wasn't it, just like all the time. It builds up for you. You're like, oh, it's coming. Here it comes. Yeah. You get excited. Yeah. But now so. that you see so much, it was like, oh, I don't care. I think yeah. that when you see so much, I get confused sometimes. Um, just like the amount of crap or TV shows. It's just like, oh, it's like it's really hard to focus down if you have ADD because it really is a lot of choices. And yeah, I think I it's not going to be well for either of those because eventually during this recession, it's going to get worse and people are just going to start just canceling. I, I think you're right. I think that there's a there's a new wave coming that these companies are not going to be a part of. I think that's yeah. just inevitable because people like, are just going to choose one and just roll with it because they're going to be too stressed out. I, about I think people. I think the, the 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 nice thing from the consumer side of things is that um, you can quit subscriptions easily. Yeah, that's right? true. It is true. So you just quit Disney, and then if they make a movie you want to watch, you can just get it for yeah, a you, month. It, you, it's like paying a toll. It's like yeah. the toll road model. And, and I stuff. think you're going to find a lot of people because the food prices are going up, recession. I think there's going to be some hits, and people are going to say, look, we're going to sure. only do I'm already this doing month. That, dude. I'm already like – So I'm, am I, dude. Yeah. I, 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 think, I, I actually think that – I think that's going to happen more is actually – Cord cutting was to be a little bit of a rebellious thing and not everyone done it, but actual cord cutting is going to become when people start to realize like, well, I'm just going to quit 
TV completely. Yes. And then I'll just get a couple of Netflixes and this and that, and that'll be my entertainment, right? Like, I really, really do. We did that, I, like, eight years ago. I realized like, that. I, I did that 15 years ago. But the yeah. point is, it, amongst the streamers, they're going to do that. So you're going to say, I really just like going through HBO Max. We're just Let's hold on to HBO Max, get rid of Apple TV, get rid of Criterion, get rid of Netflix. And that's it. I, I, Netflix is the one that I'm least interested in right now. Yeah, like I, 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 there's not very much I watch on Netflix. So there's in the family, there's there's still a lot of like there's a lot of shows that people watch. But from for my own taste, I'm just like there's there's really I mean like even the even the back back selection, I'm just like you know like it's a little thin. And uh, and there's like, a lot uh, of Hulu in my family. <laughs> yeah, no, Hulu's Hulu's pretty strong. Uh, HBO yeah. for me right Hulu, now. Is Hulu is done by Disney, by the way. Just yeah, that's true. Movie. That's very true. And so like the so I I just feel like that's the yeah, like I think that they are, like they are all struggling right now, and they don't want to admit it, because the the end of the road on this is like, all this stuff just turns into slurry, you know, all this stuff just turns into more stuff. And it's like Dave, Dave three D just put up like so many choices. Watches classic Star Trek again. <laughs> like, yeah. This is what I do, you know. It's exactly yeah. true. And uh, and there's there's not really a model to support me watching classic star trek all the time like i'd rather just buy it from amazon and own it and then i just watch it my own you know, yeah. my own time uh mcgregor also said that there are a lot of people are sharing their passwords actually that's been cracking they've been cracking down on that a lot recently that's a sign that they're that they're scared right yeah. there that's right yeah, yeah. That's they right. didn't care before now they care so they somebody wrote an article that. about that recently i think it was in variety just recently like they're coming after it it means there's something else going on under the hood yeah yeah. um oh, I, super pennies i, I want to uh you know uh gz said he has to go to bed because he's been shooting a world war ii film he's been putting up very... pictures on discord and they're fucking yeah, great so it's so cool very excited to see yeah. that so can't wait what's to see the, the film it's uh yeah i don't know what the movie is but it's got it's got uh nazi soldiers in it it's got world war ii action it looks awesome. what is he doing on it Ask him. Know. You can ask him. Get on the and, Discord. And get on Discord. <laughs> I do get on the Discord. Everybody everybody is listening. I'll ask, him. I'll ask him. Yeah. Oh, are you guys on Discord now? Uh, it, it, Discord is uh, also Discord's on. always yeah. up. Always oh, I know. But I thought you were chatting in our chat room. Yeah, no, I, I would say like go uh, go and check uh everybody who's listening, please join our Discord because uh talented folks like EG, uh, EGZ like put up what they are working on on our Discord and it is awesome. <laughs> like yeah. it's just it's just sick to see it. So please, please do this. Yeah, um, it's really cool. Yeah, no, it's it's really it's really exciting. And also I want to point out something that uh, I don't know if he's with us today, but uh uh, uh Todd's has said uh that it's nice to have a Discord server uh, that isn't incredibly angry and toxic to talk about movies. Um, so I didn't know that that was a real thing because I don't go mm -hmm. to many Discords except for our own. But... Yeah, I didn't either. This is um, this uh, this is my experience as well. I, I agreed with him on this. So I was just like, yeah, it's because we get fucking cool folks that come and talk on this thing. Yeah, like it's all fun and joy and love of film as opposed to. I do love our community. Job. I got to say that yeah. that's really kind of awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, let's see. What, uh, what do we want to say more about insomnia? I think there's still some stuff we can say about it because I think it's some very interesting things about it. Any any facts about the film that we didn't know about? I'm not sure. I will, I will look that oh, up. Oh, I do know something about Robin yeah. Williams. 
yeah. Uh, he, uh, during insomnia, uh, he, I think they were shooting it in, it could have been Canada or someplace like that. I don't remember where they actually shot it, but, uh, he was kind of stuck in the middle of nowhere in that little town or whatever. And, uh, he kind of fell off the wagon apparently. Oh. He would, so it was kind of interesting that he sort of was getting unhinged during the production of that because that's, I don't know. It's, it's, there's something interesting about that. The studio well, executives were feeding him booze just to get a better yeah, performance. Exactly, right. No, I think this he would like, after he's done shooting, he went to like a local bar and started drinking there. Oh. Yeah. 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 I, I understand that. And, and the thing is like, he was, it kind of shows that he was actually more in touch with what the movie is about. Uh, sadly. Then Pacino. Yeah. Pacino. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, he, I haven't seen one hour photo in a while. I, it's, it's I remember been it being so pretty long. good. Yeah. I, yeah, I he remember also him. did one with a uh, gold weight. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, world's greatest dad. Was it? Dad. Yeah. 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 Which is way different than you think it's going to be. Yeah. Like, I think it's gonna be like a goofy kid friendly thing. Is it Bobcat no. Goldfried, you mean? Bobcat Goldfried. Yeah. yeah. Oh well he did he did uh he did uh Shakes the Clown with Bobcat Goldfried too. Remember? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Shakes the Clown. Shakes the Clown is pretty it's pretty Goldfried's a pretty good director. He he's certainly is. a daring director anyway. That's what he really is. Like. He's a very interesting person. I've heard him on podcasts many times and he is just fascinating. Um yeah. It was really, see, really. Robin Williams. I'm trying to remember the other film he did. He did another. It was a kind of an interesting sci-fi e type film about memories. Oh yeah, oh. Uh, the edit one, the something edit, final yeah. cut. Final cut. Yeah, final cut. I did not see. Yeah, never coming out. He I did remember a lot of great films. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was like that dude. I was like. Uh, final cut was interesting because he, uh, uh, a friend of mine who is an editor, was the editor on that film. And um, he, what, what was interesting about it, like he'd, he'd done a bunch of films, but this was kind of like a big break for him to, to be sort of the editor. But he was co-editor with this Didi, what's her name? She edited Serpico. Oh, yeah. She's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, she's, yeah, Didi. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of right? last night. And so she was mentoring him. And he was like totally getting in, like editing a film about editing with this woman teaching him about editing. And it was like. That's cool just this kind of interesting thing. And so he kept talking about this film for a long time. And I was like, this is a fascinating thing. Yep. So, yeah. But she, apparently she's super, super, or I don't know if she's still around, but she's super, super nice. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's something about, that's the thing that I think was missing a little bit in uh, the, the Norwegian version is the, the, is I wish that there was a, Robin Williams character. Something is a was, counterpoint. Sure. That de, 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 yes. Thank you. McGregor. Yeah. Uh, uh, that would be like this force that was dragging him there. You know right. what I mean? Something to, so yeah, something to sort of give Skarsgård a, an objective view of himself. Right. It would be, be fascinating. Because yeah. the thing that, 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 uh, Robin Williams did so well. I was like, no, no, we're in the same boat, buddy. You know, and he's like, he knows he's manipulating him by right. saying that. It's like, yeah, no, no, That's we're both point. murderers. That's a good point, right? Yeah, and he was... did a good job of conveying that message. I didn't buy it with Pacino, but if we did it with Starscard, it could have been. Really oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, mean? I do. I mean, I think I I love the original Insomnia, but it, like, there's a level 
there is another level it can get to. Like there is the the vanishing level where you're like, that oh. movie will never leave my head. Like no. I you know, like the vanishing is great because you you finish and you're like, why did I watch that? Yeah. <laughs> like right. why did I finish watching that when I knew where it was going to go? Uh, and it's that's a really just, satisfying. It gives feeling. me anxiety. That, yeah, that movie it's gives terrific. Me anxiety, but I'll still go back and watch it because like the vanishing for people that don't know, like the vanishing, like it's the movie is almost about the movie watching experience. It's saying like, you're the one who is watching the movie because you want to know what happened. And so if you want to know what happened, that's what we're going to find out. So right. do you want to know? Do you really <laughs> want to know? It just keeps on luring you deeper into it. And you're like, I don't want to know, but I keep watching. Yeah, yeah. No, it's very true. But I, I would say that like uh, insomnia would actually make a really great streaming uh, show show like yeah. do the twin peaks thing where you're just like let yeah, the murders sort of like of fall back you know and and really uh treat the town as a place to explore as a character which which streaming does incredibly well and then you have this lavish beautiful... there is a show like that actually now just thinking about it mm -hmm. did you ever see uh oh no what's it called um uh, god it's about a woman and she's her husband's dead and then finds out that the woman befriends her as the person that killed her husband. Oh my God. What's it called? Dead to me. Thank you. Oh, dead to me is great. I love dead to me. Yeah, but doesn't dead to me, doesn't there a little yeah. bit of yeah, insomnia sure, exactly. and dead to me? Yeah, Cause it's like, like a dead to dead to me has so many great anxious scenes where you're like, why am I rooting for these bad people? Yes. Like, they're doing something so terrible. And I don't want them to get caught. It's fantastic. That's a great show. Yeah. But yeah, like I think that you could definitely like streaming would do would would tease out all these things pretty pretty nicely. And to uh, answer something that um uh, uh Mike said earlier in the chat, like I think that really the place to look too soon uh I think Mike's right, like it's YouTube. Like YouTube is going to go through a transformation mm. and that is going to include like the, this is where these things will crop up in much more interesting ways than the limited streaming thing. Um, because like the once because people will people are slowly discovering that you know with YouTube, you know it's a big money sponging company, but then they don't want the creators to make anything make any money. But that's good because it gives you total creative freedom. Like as long as you just go in saying I am not going to make any money off. Well, of having just come back from NFTLA, mm -hmm. I yeah. will say that <laughs> there just could be other other things that are happening as well. They could completely change things, right? Excellent. Oh, that's that's exciting. That's so exciting. there is a lot of there's new there's new new ways of uh, streaming platforms that are out there that are that are could be propping up and new ways of exploring things. Mm -hmm. And YouTube is is you know could have some more serious competition. Excellent. So, okay. Well, I'm I'm all for competition. Yeah, yeah. So that's what makes it good. And more specifically, the creators are going to have much more control of both what they create and how they're getting paid. Well, this is the thing. When I when that's I, the promise of Web three, at least. Right. Like th this is when I when I pitch the the glory of uh, making things for YouTube. It's actually that's actually what I pitch. I don't give a shit whether it's YouTube or not. What, right. I, what I want is uh, for creators to have creative control. Right. Like, yeah. That's. Pretty much like, what the conference is when yeah like this Chris is was the, talking about exactly yeah. so what whatever gives like what's going to end up with the best product is that model whatever the model right. is because like you know, like the more you can see it with literally everything else outside of movies like video games etc 
like or or just youtubers in general like the like you identify with these personalities creatively and you don't mess with them like right. you, you don't like want jack septicai to suddenly come in and be produced by nbc mm -hmm. like that would mm -hmm. utterly destroy anything interesting about him at all and uh the more uh jack septicai has control over his product like the more dedicated his audience is and bigger the audience is like let right. that happen um there was uh hold on a second i was trying to i'm trying to remember something but nftla no 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 um that's okay i also get the feeling from while watching uh the show that which one nftla now watching oh. uh, insomnia the mm -hmm. uh, the one with the uh, pacino it just seemed to me like there were so many different voices telling yeah what to do it seemed like it was a movie by committee yeah oh absolutely mess sam yeah and we have I mean, to add the like uh, part now okay now i'll say this i'll say this i've seen way worse movie by committees than this oh yeah yeah, yeah sure way worse so in a sense they did okay <laughs> right. Well, the thing is, I mean, like one of the greatest movies in the world is by committee, and that's Casablanca. Like, that's sure. like that's a studio committee movie, like one thousand percent, which I know you love me saying. And mm -hmm. the uh, and like you can you can do it right. Like it's totally doable. Someone has to be have a, you know, like you have to all be on point saying we're here to make a great film. But that's that's why it can work. But something like this, like just it's offensive to me. Mediocrity is offensive. It's way more offensive to me than. Uh, than bad like something isn't very well made you go yeah that's all right they tried you know like there's plenty of shitty low-budget movies where i'm just i'm very forgiving about all sorts of problems with it not communion uh, well, clearly communion is the flagship of this uh statement that the right. uh <laughs> like, but it's just like i'm i'm like there's all sorts of like half-assed productions where i'm just like i don't care if it's if i don't care if it's shaky like i love that they love making this thing Whereas like everything in insomnia is fine, but it's also choices made out of fear of losing an audience, which mm -hmm, connects right. essentially to our Netflix argument. Like none of this is interesting because you're worried about losing me. And now it's just like a weird codependent relationship. Right. Yeah, and, 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 and the minute you're in that position, you're not going to make good things. You know what I mean? Fear of losing an audience. Yeah. You're fine. It's not, that's not how great movies are made <laughs> when you're exactly. desperately pulling stars and hoping that they'll, they'll watch them. Yeah. You like, it, like William Friedman was not in the, in the jungle making sorcerer going like, I don't know what, what, what do you think the test audiences will really like about this movie? Yeah. <laughs> Should we do right. a 40 minute scene in the rain? I don't know if they're going to stand for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Holy shit, man. <laughs> yeah. You make your movie. Then people will tell you if it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's, yeah. <laughs> so where do you a... think in the past month though, Hollywood has been real under this, the microscope and we don't need to talk about the slap, but where do you think between Netflix, sorry, and the way we're talking about movies today, where do you see things in even just five years from now? I think it's, I don't know where it's going to go, but I do think it's going to change. Oh yeah, it's changing, but yeah, and and I don't think anyone knows uh, 
what's going to happen. Uh, of course, but, but I listen. I, 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 yes, I, I've been very, very curious about the NFT route and sort of looking at what NFTs are doing and how that's working. I'm not being at that conference. My, my, my impression was it was very, very strange, man. There is a, some, a lot of very interesting creative people with lots of crazy, interesting ideas. Very well. I- I listened to that. A, I, a lot of a lot of crypto, like hardcore. Oh yeah. Hard. Oh, one hundred percent. And yeah. I I didn't go physically, but I bought the pass for twenty bucks, so I listened to it and I listened to all this week. There was definitely mm. a lot of snake oil salesmen, but then oh. there's some people like holy shit, this Japanese guy I listened to just the other day. It was yeah. amazing, like his just take on Web three, and so it was real mix the music industry one you definitely the uh, music industry has has had it with spotify man they're done sure and and they're they're looking at that and like nope we we got to get out we got to get out macy gray man she made some great points she was great she was really cool about what you know and i gotta gotta give some props to sir mix a lot man he was hilarious and he was so good Mm -hmm. uh about what he's doing um but like for example right so like i I did a podcast with a guy uh, recorded who I met at NFTLA. He was one of the speakers there. His name is Matteo Santoro. Santoro, yeah. Um, Wait, that's and, the guy. Who? What? Okay, just all right. I'll ask you later. Do you just did a podcast with him? I just recorded one. Yeah. Oh, Why? that's great. Oh no, because there was. I think that might be the guy I was listening to. It was really fascinating. Was anyway? He's doing. He's 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 making a movie called Sif, right? And he's just fucking making it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. And he's just yeah. putting out NFTs when he needs money and people are buying it because they love what he's doing. Right. He's just making it. He doesn't care. It's completely. Yeah, well, this, that's the right mindset. It. That's the right mindset. That's like he's the, just the, doing the goal it. is to make the thing. Right? And, but, but he made, so, so he made a short in, in the past. Right. And we had, you know, Dan and Eric, y'all noticed, and he put it out on YouTube. It got some attention and he got a few things going here and there, but no one, you know, he made a, a little bit of directing some very small stuff. Uh, but then he's like, no, I want to make my, my, what I want to do is weird and no one's going to want to do that, but that's not, not going to stop me. Right. So when the web three thing came along, that's what he did. And he just started making things and it's great. And so he started to get that experience of what he's doing. And he, he started telling me the story of what it is. Actually, he says it on the podcast. It's a crazy long sci-fi, very big world story. And mm-hmm. it's very interesting. But then the other thing is like, he, Here's a story. He's, I'm, I'm spoiling the podcast. You guys should still listen to it because he, he is. <laughs> at first, I thought he's kind of like the Scott Metzger of NFTs because he's just like all over the place. Like, his sure. can't. <laughs> but, 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 it, but he was really a cool guy. He said, you know, I made all these uh, these NFTs. This is based on these 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 monolithic things that are in my movie called Tombstones. So he's made a bunch of these tombstones and he's selling them uh, as NFTs. And uh, he said, I didn't feel right about doing that right as I did that because the the war broke out in in Ukraine, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And so he created another series that he created called uh, Sunflower Boy. And it's about a young boy who wakes up with powers of sunflowers and wants to stop war. And he's created (laughs) all these images of this sunflower boy shooting sunflowers at tanks and surrounding them and disarming people and doing all kind of crazy things. And he sold them all. He sold them all. He made like 10 or 20 grand and he gave all the money to some, uh, uh, humanitarian efforts in in Ukraine. That's right. right. So like that is, 
that's, I think is so cool that you can do those things, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the other one was Colton Underwood was also there who was fascinating. He was so cool. I don't know if you guys know who Colton Underwood is, but he was the, he's the, he's the, um, no, I'm football. talking to the audience sort of people, but for those, uh, the he's the football player who's the first one who came out as, as gay. Mm-hmm. You guys remember that? And then he also uh, uh, sort of uh, was a reality show and a bunch of other things. But he's making a he's trying to make a a, a kid show for uh, for uh, for kids that are struggling with identity crisis. You know, mm-hmm. right? And like one of the main stars of his uh, of his uh, animation is uh, Chameleon, who can't figure out what he wants to be. Yeah, nice, nice. And that's yeah. so cool. It's like yeah, yes, that's, awesome. that's great. You know, and then at one point, they, and he's very outspoken and really cool. And they had someone asked him, I was like, well, what, what's your favorite things of NFTs? Like my favorite thing of NFTs is finding some amazing artists in third world countries and buying their NFTs and knowing mm. that I could have changed their lives. Yeah, right on. Sure. You, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think that there's something, there's something interesting about that when you sort of have this control over what's going on. That is pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, like Mike says here, like I, I do hope that NFTs work out certainly um, uh, makes sense. Not sure how they'll, uh, not sure how decentralized they'll actually be though. Like I think that the thing that NFTs are fighting is most, like it's most visible in like the, in video games where like it's just, like it's the, it's the, it's the crypto bro mentality about basically trying to scam nerds on a bubble for, you know, like Battlefield twenty. 2042 uh nfts and stuff like this where you're just like you're these are just large companies that are preying on people's addiction to something that they're already paying too much for uh and i think that the that that like the idea of nfts working correctly has to come from a creator's point of view not from massive companies trying to uh, well that was that was the problem right Mm -hmm. because during the conference, one of the big sponsors of NFTLA was actually Warner Brothers. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and so right. Warner Brothers showed up with a shit ton of Batmobiles and Batman suits sure. and Swag. stuff like that. Right. Swag. <laughs> and then they went up on stage and they announced their NFT series they're doing for Batman. Because remember, they did a bunch of Matrix NFTs as well. Mm. So they're doing 200,000 Batman cows, right? <laughs> right. And, and they're they're pricing them low so that you know their people can access them and et cetera, et cetera, right? And so, but they even had what's the what's the name? Uh, something Lee from the big comic book guy who was part of it, Jim Lee. Jim Lee, he was there talking about that stuff. And um, uh, so everyone was like, "Holy crap!" Because they're looking to make sixty million dollars off of these initial initial NFT sales, not hmm. the secondary sales, right? Right. And so. What was interesting is like, oh my God, what this is crazy. A lot of people were in the NFT space were super pissed off mm-hmm. about Warner Brothers coming in with that stuff. Right. They're like, right. well, that's the whole point is that anyone mm-hmm. can do this, including Warner Brothers. Right. Well, that's you the thing. I mean, like, like, you have just as much power to make something as right. Warner like, Brothers that's, does. That's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the issue, right? It's like it's the perception of this the perception is is really the problem because like if people feel like they have no control and they feel like it's all just gonna be like warner brothers and blah 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 all these massive companies like that's going to destroy the value of what nfts could be and what web3 is supposed to be about which is about like and so like that this is the like you know actors like warner brothers or you know like 
pick your video game company. Like they are the ones who are killing the golden goose in that market. Like, and, uh, and it has to be, if it's going to work, it's got to work from a creator level up because just mm. like what I was saying about YouTube, it's just like, you don't come in and manage Jacksepticeye because mm. you, you come in and, and manage the creator. You're going to destroy why this is valuable. Right. You know? And so like the, because if people, if people look at it that way, then this stuff makes sense. Yeah. Certainly. Like I like the idea of like, you know, like, because right now, for instance, if you're a screenwriter, like, uh, or in, just as a matte painter, you know, it's not like I'm ever going to see money off of any of the movies I worked on that I participated in, you know, and, uh, and if there's a, if there's a way, just like with actors, like if an actor does a national commercial, they get paid all year long every time that gets shown, right? Why yeah. isn't that true for everybody who works on a movie? Right. You know, like this is the kind of stuff that we should be looking for. Well, the danger here, the danger here is, is rug pulls, right? So mm -hmm. the, the, the term rug pull is interesting. It basically means like, hey, you have an NFT project and you sell a bunch of NFTs, but that promise that you're going to get with that NFT is it's going to produce a movie or whatever else it is, right? right? So there's a promise and a roadmap that's put out there. But sometimes people do that as they go out there, they make a bunch of NFTs and then several things can happen. One is they just lied and they took the money and ran. That's right. called a rug pull, right? Mm -hmm. And people sometimes try to get sued, you know, for that or whatever. Uh, and the other thing that they do is sometimes people say, I want to make a movie, right? And they do this and then they get a bunch of money and they don't actually know how to make a fucking movie. Yeah, sure. And right. then sure. it fails miserably. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, well, you had such great ideas. Like, yeah, sure. A lot of people have great ideas, right. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, who knows how to make movies is movie studios, yeah, like exactly. the actual yeah. logistic right. thing. Right? right. So, uh, so it's, yeah. Uh, no, uh, NFTs are not all on the Ethereum network. Uh, so they are, they are, uh, they are moving to proof of stake though, but there are a lot of NFTs that are actually on other networks that are not as popular like Solana and Polygon. Uh, yeah, but those and, are built on top of Ethereum. No, those are Solana and Polygon. Uh, they're layer two solutions. They're not layer two. Solana is layer one. Layer Polygon is a layer two. Polygon's a layer two. Polygon's a, Solana is a layer one. And I don't know about Flow, but Flow is another one. But yes, they are moving to proof of stake, but they have been saying it'll be three to six months, but they've been saying that for like three years. Yeah. So who knows when they'll actually move to proof of stake. Uh, but um, anyway, proof of stake sounds delicious. I just have to say that. Right the now. the it's sorry. I've been learning a lot about NFTs. There's two ways to basically validate your your uh, your block on the blockchain. One is called proof of work, uh, and proof of work is when you have a whole bunch of computers doing a whole bunch of calculations, and they're racing to compete to solve the encryption block, right? Mm -hmm. And that uses an enormous amount of energy to create one block. Right? right, because that's the problem with Bitcoin and all the other stuff right now, uh, and including Ethereum, which is the most popular NFT uh, um, place to go. Uh, but they're going to move to a new system called Proof of Stake, and Proof of Stake is significant uses like ninety nine point nine eight percent less energy and is significantly faster. There's a lot of uh, I don't want to get into explaining what Proof of Stake, uh, but it's better. Uh, it's better. Is it more secure? Yeah, sure. Right. Well, that's that's the thing, right? We, we it is. It, it oh. is more. It is more secure in certain cases. But we, you know, it has 
proof of work has been proven to work in a lot of right. ways. So, um, but yeah, that's a good pun there, Chris. Uh, but anyway, that's that's just uh, an interesting thing. It's listen, an NFT is not necessarily anything more than a contract. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's a contract. Uh, and it's it's basically a contract that is like a unique contract and it's tied to something. So what's interesting is I don't think when people thought of NFTs, they didn't think of art or movies right. or right. anything like that. That I mean, one of the, when I spoke to a guy about uh, NFTs, uh, like he was, he's a head of finance department at NYU, and so he was very interesting about it. He said, uh, "The NFTs technically have the ability, like Bitcoin, like completely is 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 disrupting the banking system in a lot mm -hmm. of ways, right? But NFTs that is going to disrupt the insurance system." Because I'm all you, for that. <laughs> because then you can you can embed your insurance into the NFT, and the NFT is self-executing, mm -hmm. meaning right. yeah. no it, lawyers those, have. Yeah, yeah they, the no, middlemen are going to go for that. Yeah, so uh, there's no lawyers and no, no nothing else. They, it's like you can basically make an NFT that says, you know, like, like he said, for example, if the temperature reaches this temperature or or whatever, like then I get paid a certain amount of money, right? Let's say crop insurance for temperature mm -hmm. or whatever, right? So you can literally embed that into an NFT and then it'll self-execute. Right. And then right. it's the code is is law, right? <laughs> right. 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 So, um, the beautiful yeah. thing though, and yes, it's wild, wild rest right now, but the idea of an artist, Dan, you making a script or a screenplay or your work and then minting it, um, and somebody wants to purchase it down the line. You and you almost get a little bit of, of taste on what that is. Yeah, I mean, I think that this like this stuff is great. That's the goal for yeah. a lot of it. And that's what's exciting for a lot of artists like myself. Right. So I I applaud it. But after seeing what Chris went to I, and listening to it, it's still... It's, it's the Wild still, West right now. That's it's, just a, it's a total Wild West. There's hucksters and there's no hucksters. Yeah. And there's yeah. genuineness and there's like, hey, yeah. baby... You know, yeah. we're taking over the world. It's like, right. okay, hot shot. Okay, hot shot. I just saw, listen, I saw someone driving a freaking McLaren with Dodgecoin wrapped all around it, the freaking car. I was like, oh, God. Jesus it just God, reeked no, please. horror. Yeah. Um, but but there was there was another person who I met there who I've actually met a couple of times. He was at uh, THU. His name is uh, uh, Ben Moreau, concept artist, very mm -hmm. uh, very well-known concept artist. But he wanted to create a comic book and so he made a short film about the comic book, sort so of like awesome. a teaser to it. Right, right. And then instead of making a movie, he makes the comic book. And yep. each of the comic books are sold as NFTs, just mm -hmm. like you would buy an actual comic book in a store with a serial number on it, right? Right. And right. so that becomes the value of it. And then people can resell those comic books to each other. And then they continue to have value that way, right? right? Which is actually how comics used to work, <laughs> right? So that it was it's such a perfect analog right. of a digital to 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 right. to to physical uh, analog. And he said the thing that's different about NFTs compared to comic books. Imagine if Stan Lee got ten percent of every secondary sale of his comic oh, books. I know he would own the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Right. It's standing on the moon. And so, so, you know, that's the thing that I think is amazing. Like, like every time someone resells my comic book, I get 10%. A little bit of it. Exactly. A little bit. 
yeah well because that because i i do have like you know like i said with actors and national commercials i mean like i know people that subsist on doing like an advil ad like they do one and then like that's enough to pay rent for many months yeah because i used to work in the theater with a guy who's the voice of like lincoln navigator mm-hmm. or something yeah. <laughs> he's got so much money that's it's, it's great i mean like and every time it shows you know like another little check comes in i think that like that's the appropriate way for things to work like if you do work and it keeps on being used you should keep on being paid like that's seems like a natural idea as opposed to you've done your bit and now this thing will go on to make money without you it's sort of like well like everybody else seems to be in on the party. Why, why aren't the grips and why aren't the electrician, you know, electricians. It's called like below a, the line. Below the line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, so like, I, I think that there's a, like, I see the goodness of what it could be, but I also understand like, I definitely look, look at what, what's happening with video games and NFTs. Like, like every single video game company is like, we're going to do NFTs. And then two days later, we're like, we're so sorry. We're not going to do FTs. We didn't realize how angry people would be. Right, and they and they cut the whole thing, and it's because the public perception is just at that level trash. Like this is an obvious bubble that's going to go nowhere, uh, and so they're fighting against it. Even though I see the argument of like this could be in the long run exactly what you want. <laughs> it's just yeah. getting to the long run. Well, so to answer to a couple of questions that are going on on chat, uh, and it, it, think of an NFT like the deed to your house. It's not it's not your actual house, but it's the the proof that you own that house. Mm-hmm. That's what it it is in many cases. But uh, there are now actually the uh, companies are a company called Vivid Labs, which is creating a way to actually embed things into nfts and make them much more live and uh expandable uh, vivid and entertainment vivid labs different one we all okay. know what that is but that is not, not that vivid one. entertainment vivid <laughs> labs and the guy who started vivid labs and he was also there um uh is the guy who started cnet <laughs> yep and he serious. also started salesforce <laughs> like he's big in the tech industry and he's in on this and he's like, I was like, this is fascinating. So like, like I said, Eric, like there's some really amazing things out there. And then there's some, ugh, ugh. so it, it was, it was kind of, you know, it was like having a delicious meal while being seated in an orgy. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like the Caligula show. Everybody. It was a little bit like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, pretty interesting. But uh, this, why, why did we get down this tangent? Oh, oh, you were saying YouTube is going to change. Yeah. Like, because the YouTube, <laughs> like I have no stake in YouTube itself. Like I, I just like the, like what's wonderful about YouTube is that they are simply a mechanism. And once you understand the mechanism, then uh, you can have total control. Like the, the mechanism is we'll put up your video for free and we will not allow you to make any money. We'll make all the money on ads. And everyone goes, all right, that's fine. And because you say, all right, that's fine. Yes, you make no money on YouTube. However, you get to make basically whatever you want. And because you get to basically make whatever you want, then when you develop a fandom off of the thing that you're making, all of that fandom support for any other thing that's related to you goes directly to you. Like you are in control of it. Advertisers come to you specifically and you make the money off of the thing that you made and you are interacting with the fans in the way that you want to interact with them. That's where you want to be. You don't want creative fucking disasters like insomnia, which are created 
by middlemen. Yes. Like that's a chain of 40 middlemen in between Christopher Nolan and well, the you saw all their names, all the when when I yeah, saw all the producer exactly. names popping up, I was like, "Yeah, yeah. Right. you want to know what's wrong with that movie? It's the credits. You can see it in the credits, right at the right at the beginning." Yeah, <laughs> and that's like that is how to guarantee that that everybody's investment is worth nothing. Wasn't it you who or someone in our chat that said that counted the amount of producers on a, the new Star Trek show? Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's like the it it's it's three straight minutes of producer uh, credits. That's I was crazy. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like it's like they like they have like three members of the cast and then 27 producers. I'm like what? movies and shows do not have 27 producers unless there's a different producer for every single episode of the show. You don't have 27 producers. Half of those people are lying and the other people are just executives. Like yeah. there's one person who's doing the work and everybody else is getting a title card. Yeah, like that's that's garbage. Getting that a cut. I have any Getting a cut. creative say at all. Is well, here's the other thing, right? It's like when you have a system of middlemen, which is what Hollywood is right now, mm -hmm. right? And the incentive to be a producer or executive producer is that you get a cut of whatever the cost is, right? You know, I you know I get not profit necessarily, but the cost, actual cost, right? right. So I my fee is ten percent of the cost of the movie or whatever it is, um, and so your incentive is to make the movie as bloated as possible yes. so that you get a bigger cut. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. This is the, like, the, like, like this, like the movie industry is littered with this kind of scam and it's a scam. Can, it's a scam. It's a scam. And you can see the results in these movies, right. you know, and like the, like, and that's why I say like, whatever the, I don't give a shit if it's YouTube or not, but like, the things that hit big that have big followings that people love are not the middle of the road pablum that go, that make it through the end of the paddle line of executive producers. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just not the way it works. Like the, the things that hit big are, it's just like the fucking, it's like, if you look at, you know, whatever, say the game of the year, a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago was this thing called undertale and undertale was made by a person. Like gigantic, right. I remember that gigantic hit, creative masterpiece, incredibly inventive, a single guy, and maybe some help from a friend of his. Right. Like that is what you should be able to do with the way the world is connected these days. That's what you should be able to do. And aiming for anything else is a waste of your time creatively. Right. You know, like, and certainly technologically, it's like we could go out and shoot insomnia to make it look like the Pacino version. Like we could do that today the three of us with the cameras that we own and a fog yeah. machine and a fog machine. The fog machine is the expensive part. That's the right. big budget killer. That's the, that's the, exactly. It's the, it's a, uh, it's getting the hoses out there. Why don't so we just light the place on fire and just use the smoke? <laughs> man, oh man. I, Cause I, like, I, I, I long for the days when like, uh, uh, oh, what's the name? Tarkovsky's making, um, uh, his last movie and like gives this big spectacular house is going to burn down scene and it's the camera, like, <laughs> just burns this built house and then burns it down. They film it. And then they're like, Oh, the camera rolled out. And the color wasn't good. So it's like, well, that's why we built two houses. Like, yeah, I mean, this is like the, the guy has a vision. He knows what he knows what he's doing. All the money went into building the house, to building the houses and the temp house. None of the money went towards anything else. And everybody else is like great actors who, you know, are, 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 are paid scale.
right you still still get the everyone gets the everyone gets paid everyone gets the big burning house ending and everyone's what, what was the what was the story in um in badland when that the the house like they were very tight budget in badland remember mm-hmm. that right, right and right, then right. the house is on fire which is an incredible beautiful shot but they put insane, way yeah. too much uh 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 um, Fluid, accelerant or, or fuel yeah. in there yeah. and one of the guys got burned like yeah, on the film right. yeah yeah man oh man Oof. good shot though <laughs> it's like playing with fire man <laughs> it's like there's there's a shot in the, the thing when mccready uh throws a dynamite kurt russell throws dynamite at, at the creature right and the dynamite goes off they used real dynamite on set for the explosive and you see kurt russell get knocked back like into the wall and he just goes whoa (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) i was like that's what you get when you get 19 guys out in the middle of canada filming this movie with um i'm not gonna say a bunch of cocaine but maybe (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's it alan schneller says we should make a movie i agree with you alan correct we should make a movie yes yes That's the it. answer I, is always we should make a movie. Yes. That's the, that's always the correct answer. That is that is right. That's absolutely right. All right. Uh I'm gonna take another quick break. Uh I need to use the restroom, so I'm gonna <laughs> take a All little right. bathroom break. Um, but we'll um, be we'll be back in a second. I'll give you guys two minutes. You should join our Discord and there you just scroll up a little bit, you can see uh you can see what that's going on. And thanks for joining us so far, McGregor. We're still going to keep going for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, and uh, Mike as well. Mike and uh, McGregor, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah. That was, that was totally awesome. Uh, we will be continuing to chat. Everyone hang on. and hang on. Uh, pass Please stand by. Please stand by. Two minutes. Two minutes. That's right. That's right. Dan, mm-hmm. are you still with me? Still good. Still rocking and rolling. Um, oh, man. Yep. So what else did you see this week that was good? I, I can't even remember what I did. Oh, I watched, uh, uh, let's say I talked about Tokyo Vice. Tokyo Vice is great. I love um, it. Yeah. No, I haven't really finished great. it, but I really dig it. And you know, like, I'm just, you know, like man, like he has such a, like he sets that world up so well in that pilot episode that I was worried that the next two episodes wouldn't hold up, but they did. Like they, yeah. like they continue, like it's a really nicely handled show. Um, and, uh, it, it just, it looks, looks beautiful and incredible vibe. And, uh, the vibe is uh, it's great. flawless yeah so I'm, I'm hoping that continues um i've also been really enjoying uh winning time uh the, the uh, lakers story on hbo yeah uh which is uh i just love it's a really charmingly done bit of work and i love the flavor i love the actors the guys playing uh, kareem it's like just absolutely terrific riley's incredible like they're they're nailing that one. I don't know how realistic it is. I don't know anything about the history of basketball, but I really really love that show. And I worked on that show. If you watch the show, you see a number of yeah. my map paintings. So that's kind of fun. And, yeah. Uh, how about you? Anything good? Uh, Tokyo Vice, and uh, finished up Tokyo uh, Vice. I, I blitzed through uh, Insomnia. Yeah. Try to really go deep. Um, and then um, what else did I see? I watched. Uh, oh, five easy. Oh yeah, it's always great. Always great. Classic. You know, it was pissed me off is I rented Insomnia, mm-hmm. the the Swedish one, and then I found out it's on Criterion. Oh, son of a bitch! It is. Damn, <laughs> I did the same thing. Oh, same thing. that's what I did, and then it started up on Criterion. Yeah, you're like, and I was like, God. 
there should be like a uh, a little app that tells you, dude, you already own this one. <laughs> well, there's places, but they there's places out there. They uh, they'll, do, you. They'll, they'll see. It's called. There's one of them called Just Watch. Boy, mm. just cop. So if you do just if you do justwatch.com, I think that's what it is, and then you type in a movie, it'll tell you where it's streaming, where you can buy it, and rent yeah, it, I, whatever. I did, that. but it doesn't list all of them. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. list Criterion. It doesn't list you know some of the other stuff. Yeah, so. we need we need someone to do some quality, some QT on this. I think. I, I, yeah. I, I think that's it. But yeah, no, I, um, uh, uh, we were talking about stuff that we've uh, uh, been watching this week, uh, catching up on, and. Uh, uh, uh there was tokyo oh shoot shoot there was i was just about to say it. what was it oh god it fell out of my head anyway like uh yeah i, I agree with you hbo is not is dominant uh for me or mm-hmm. like the, they're do, they do the widest array of stuff and uh and the most experimental stuff in my opinion i think uh they're the they're the ones that are worth the price tag right now but i also have been finally catching up on my movie uh which i oh, uh, movie movie yeah. is really it's daunting i'll be i'll be honest movie is daunting because like the chances of you knowing any movie that's on there are low and when you've heard nothing about a movie it's hard to pick a movie to watch right. but they are an awesomely curate, curated uh collection and i found I, th- I put this on discord uh i found one of my favorite documentaries is on there right now and it's called los angeles plays itself and oh. it's a, it is a three-hour documentary about um it's basically an essay uh of this guy talking about real life la uh no he's uh he's uh his real life la which he loves la and real life la versus how it's portrayed in the movies and how like everything is they get everything wrong about how la and how la is portrayed and uh he is a grumpy curmudgeonly uh historian about la and about film and it's fucking hysterical and beautifully beautifully done interesting three hours guaranteed worth your time on movie los angeles plays eric you would it's like you made los angeles plays yourself plays itself is i've actually i think i know this film because i think uh, uh, let me look at it again because i have you guys ever seen uh sorry go ahead eric i think i met the guy that made that oh really in venice yeah years ago oh it's such uh, a terrific a a writer friend of mine and he's Go ahead. Sorry. Have you guys ever seen this movie's not yet rated? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I did say that. It was great. That's great. It didn't fucking piss me off. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's not available anywhere. Yeah, it's a hard oh, one to get. Yeah. So yeah. you can't find it. So Think the person, that. the person, yeah. The you, you you remember there was a private investigator, the woman private investigator right. who kept like. So she has a copy and she put it up online somewhere. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. What wow. that is some that is some. Nasty. Yeah, it is. It is chilling to find out. Like, talk about middlemen and backroom deals. Man. Yeah, it's insane. Because, like, the thing is, I always talk about this with my kids. I'm just like, I'm okay with GPG and R. Like, yeah, that's, I, that's we should helpful. That's fine. We should. It's a documentary about the rating system in the United States, right. and and the documentary is specifically about how corrupt it is. Yeah, and really like disturbingly ugly. corrupt ugly 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 corruption and yeah. vengeful like yep. like you have to almost it's 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 like the mafia having to pay a deal and yep. they've come off as like we're righteous wholesome, and helping yes. wholesome to try to help the entertainment for the kids and etc right. etc 
It's like, all about you, the kids, Chris. It's all about the kids. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, yeah, you know what it is, and it, 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 what it reminds me a little bit. It's more recently. I hate I hate to get all political about it, but you know, right now the Republicans are going on this kick about uh, you know all Democrats are pedophiles because of fucking QAnon or whatever it is, oh, and they're all protecting kids. Like literally, these are questions they were asking the the nominee for the Supreme Court. Right? It's wild to me. Dude. They were asking wild. her about child pornography and pedophilia like that's their they think that democrats are eating babies and doing stuff like that it's well, they, insane they, and yeah. they're sitting here saying we're the righteous ones we're yeah. the righteous ones which yeah. is unbelievably wrong <laughs> yeah yeah no it's like that that, that whole especially like it's like you watch the uh q on there's a doc on hbo about this back on where you just like I still don't know complete details of QAnon, oh it's very it's hard so to very very hard to watch that documentary well it's well, very hard to understand what the hell it is i mean i don't understand well, this, the just like, like karen i don't get that <laughs> well, meaning like, when they say don't be a, a, don't be a, karen. a karen well right? the, yeah like karen is just a catch-all term for the uh entitled person Middle, who is middle-aged housewife yes who mom. is like uh really? it's angry yeah. at wait staff and stuff like this you know uh yeah i want to see your manager yeah i want to see your manager really? and uh whereas like QAnon is dungeons and dragons for republicans it's just like oh this weird <laughs> fantasy game that i'm playing there's nothing That's literally funny. to do with the reality whatsoever and they just like they, they literally the they thought they world. thought that that uh michael jackson was going to appear in front of the fbi office or something crazy yeah, like that it's pretty wild yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah it's like it's like i swear to god it's like, there's actually a great article that's up and around and it's uh, QAnon and analyzed by from a game design point of view and i was just like this is genius. from a game design point of view, design point of view. yeah it's really <laughs> wild and like the the sort of the stickiness of it why people get addicted to it and like once you're in it how it's sort of there's enough out there to define your world and reinforce everything is true and like like it really is a weird addiction well and the thing is like i feel I don't, you know, I don't feel for these guys, but I'm just sort of like anybody can fall into a trap like this, mm. uh, and it, it that it's 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 incredibly embarrassing and terrible that the people that are asking questions of the, uh, you know, of the uh, uh, nominee for the Supreme Court, like they know that what they are asking is nonsense. They know it's made up. Like they know this is baloney. But, yes, but they have to. They enough people that vote for them. Yes, they, they're that. like, I'm going to play ball with this because it will give me power. So they will say ridiculous things. They just want a clip, uh, just a, yeah. a, a soundbite. Yes, that's all it is. It has nothing to do with reality whatsoever. No, well, it never was. That's, yep. that's why I call it politics. And um, it's also Alan, a cult. <laughs> Alan <laughs> said cult. that uh, it originated from Dane Cook, a joke years ago. I'm assuming he's talking about the term Karen. Is what he's talking. Oh about. yeah, possibly so. Yeah, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, that would. Or yeah, or maybe Dan Cook made the Pizzagate joke, and that's maybe, why yeah. we have we have who knows. Either yeah. are completely plausible. Q and Oh brother, yeah. So uh -huh. yes, but yeah, like it, it's like all that stuff is the same thing as like actually because I, I don't know if I told you guys it's like when I'm driving around I actually listen to a lot of um, uh, AM radio like uh, either sports network stuff or religious stuff, and it's not because I'm into sports or religious at all i'm not religious at all but it's really haunting and spooky to listen to especially the religious stuff where mm. i'm just like this 
it like because am is generally really shitty reception you're driving out in the middle of nowhere it's the only thing you can get and you hear someone be like jesus come down and like it takes on this very x-files tone that Mm -hmm. puts you in the same sort of mindset as when you hear a sound late at night in your house and you know that it's just the washing machine but your brain's like that's not the washing machine you're fucking gonna get stabbed well (laughs) okay so so what this is what i've also found interesting uh, is like, you know, listen to a lot of NPR talk shows, et cetera. And it's mostly people experts in a very boring tone, just talking about a subject. And it's not dissimilar from how we sound here, except we're not, sure. they're not laughing. Right. Right. Because, and then you listen to, you know, an AM talk show. Mm-hmm. Right. And it always ends up being something like this. It's like, this is the way to tone. It's like, who said that? I'll tell you who said that. Right. Right. They have these long pauses. Right. With big statements about exactly what you want to do. Like, I mean, it's all these big enunciations with these long pauses, but giving lots of time for you to actually. Like, you know, making sure that the yeah, message it's, it's is in your to, very small brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's to stroke you. It's to get you out. But people want to hear that. It's weird. Of they course. Just, Comfort they, and an authoritative statement, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's, what, that's what the draw is there, I guess. You know, you're it's just like. Really, New York stations were always like that growing up. Right. Like, and yeah. they always had those kind of like, uh, you know. What was his name? The the the, the big talk uh uh, morning show guy, not Howard Stern, but there was another guy before him. Older. Don Imus. Don Imus. That's yeah. he was uh, my neighbor yeah. as a kid. No kidding. That's funny. And that neighbor, he'd be like two houses away. Yeah, no that's joke. Funny. That's funny. No joke. At but the yeah, end of our like the, these these people are 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 movie characters to their audience, and like I mean, it's like the same fucking reason. Like I listen he was to like nasty too, just a drunk at that time. Nasty surprised. drunk. But it was just like the. Uh, you know, it's like the, uh, you know, I listened to Art Bell on Coast to Coast. You oh, know, just yeah. Like, like that kind of shit. It's like, what if aliens existed? What if they fucking took over a small town in Nebraska? And you're just like, this is awesome. I want to believe in this. And it sounds like I should believe in this stuff. And it's it it provides my life meaning and entertainment. Why not? You know what yeah. was fun to listen to were those car guys. Oh, click and clack the Tapper Brothers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and one of them died, unfortunately. One of them died, yes. It's, I, I, I know nothing about cars. I listen to those dudes. But all it was great. The time, yeah. All the time. Yeah. So fantastic. You know what you should do? This is what you should do. You do. What kind of sound does it make? <laughs> is it a click, click, Exactly. Susan, I want you to walk out there right now and I want you to yell through the window. Is it making a clicking noise or is it making like a broke potato chip noise? <laughs> Why that is? I mean, they kept talking about. I remember at one point they were they were talking about clutches, and there was like, "Do you remember that guy that has Mister Heavy Duty? He wanted like the biggest clutch he could get on his chart because he was tired of replacing clutches on his car. So they got him this massive clutch for his car, and <laughs> they called him Mister Heavy Duty. It's like it's like his leg, he like Mister Heavy Duty. It is like <laughs> that's a great about... line, Ted. <laughs> that's my favorite. I used to listen to those dudes all the time, man. I fucking yeah. And fun. the puzzler was really good. Remember the that? puzzler? This week's puzzler. <laughs> yeah. That's my that's my one great impression. By the way, I'm gonna ride that into the sunset. I, I don't know if it's a good really one. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's great or little and good, but yeah. Good, yeah. yeah. But they're the two guys from Boston. They're uh, definitely two guys from Boston. They, they went to MIT right? for God's sakes. They did. Yeah. Oh, smart yeah. Guys. yeah. Absolutely. Very smart people. They came yeah. off as just 
auto mechanics, but they yeah. weren't. They were better Fucking than that. Geniuses. I love that show. Love it. If we if we yeah. could ever be seen as the the click and clack and click, I guess, of movies, then I'd be a very, very happy podcasting. <laughs> yeah. That's it. We'll fix it all. We'll fix it all, Mr. Nolan. Don't worry. There was this one story, I think I remember them telling this one story where they apparently that for for the show, um they uh they were going to uh people on the show they were gonna go on a trip to Florida and apparently they used to do it every year or something like that. But one of the brothers couldn't make it because he was sick and was really sick and they all felt mm-hmm. bad, but they went anyway, right? But then his, the son of the one who was sick went with them. And so <laughs> They felt bad about him not being there. So they went to this extremely expensive restaurant in Florida and they ordered enormous amount of food, like huge, like thousands of dollars worth of stuff. And they put it all on his credit card. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just like the way they told the story was just hilarious. Like, I can't believe it. Not only did I, where you said, I feel bad you can't come, but you charged thousands of dollars on my credit card to a meal that I couldn't enjoy. That's great. <laughs> That's amazing. Only brothers really can do funny. that to each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. Only brothers can do that. Only That's really brothers. cool. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I do want to say a little bit more about insomnia, though, because there is something about the lighting mm-hmm. that I thought was interesting. The first so, or the second? Both, actually, comparatively. Um, what was interesting, obviously, the one in the Norwegian one was shot in Norway, I'm assuming, right? Yep. Um, the Thousand Oaks, actually. You got it wrong. <laughs> Georgia tax breaks. Yeah. <laughs> the I've always been fascinated with lighting in, in very northern countries. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Because um, the sun never gets high, right? Because it's right. so far north. Yep. So um, even, you know, I remember when they were shooting um, – oblivion and eric barbo is like it's amazing it's got like you know five hours of magic hour you know yeah, <laughs> sure. magic right? hour is my favorite yeah, yeah it, so, magic so, hour travels around the horizon and then that's it right it just keeps going right and yeah. so what was interesting to me is that they definitely did that in alaska in that one but it mm-hmm. didn't feel that way in norway it felt very flat lighting yeah it's flat. all it's all front lit soft everything is yeah. very everything and uh, uniform right it was still cool yes but it wasn't beautiful i agree the town was i thought the, the, the logging town in uh the, the chino one was a lot prettier than oh, the yeah. one in the, but the norway one was real it added yeah, to the, it. it really like Nor- norway was very off-putting like it, it like it's, yeah. not meant to be, it's not meant to be pretty it's even the girl really, yeah. even the girl like uh you know the one in, in in the American version, she's just kind of a little snotty little chubster. And yeah. uh, the one in the other one looked like, God, she could have been a, a prostitute. Like <laughs> She had such a gritty look to her smile. That I was like, Which yeah. one? You mean the, the young girl? The, the high school girl? The, yeah, yeah. The high school girl yeah. in Norway right. definitely was like, looked like not a street kid, but there was definitely a roughness to her. Yeah. Or something yeah. Well, the whole thing was like very like broad daylight uh, sleaziness. Like everything is just like, oh Christ! Like it's the, you're you're seeing things you don't want to see. Is right. is the is the methodology behind the photography and that? And it's uh it's flat, it's gray, it's like bleachy, and not like cool looking bleach bypass look. It's like just ugly. 
Like everything is flat and ugly. And that's what's great because it's per, it's oppressive, you know, visually oppressive. Here, here's what's interesting also. Well, I'm just sort of thinking about this. I'm just, uh, you know, obviously when he's in the American, in, sorry, in the Norwegian version, when he's driving with her, right? Mm-hmm. She starts to like rub her knee against his hand on the stick shift. That was great. She's this inviting totally him. About- oh, without a doubt. This is what yeah. makes that she's scene in, okay. ultra uncomfortable, right? Right. And like, so she's inviting him and he obliges her, mm-hmm. right? And gets all into it in a lot of ways, right? Right. And so she's excited by it and she's part of this, mm-hmm. right? But then he backs off, takes her to the dump and freaks her out, right? Right. So does that's that whole thing which is strange in some ways in the American version, he's with her in a car, oh, but then he thing. scares her by playing chicken, which is, doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's also like, like it made me really dislike Pacino. Like, I was just like, what the fuck is he doing? Like he's endangering well, her life, his life. The yeah, guy who's driving the truck. You know, just like, what's his, his purpose? He's yeah. a tough cop. Yeah. Because it didn't make, it didn't make any sense. Right. Cause they kept talking about him being like a good guy and then he's not right. But yeah, it's they, not right. like the other one where it was clearly like, Oh no, this guy is fucked up. You know, yeah, because the story of the American one is supposed to be that he's a good guy who's made bad choices. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then it fails that completely because they're like, what if we do? That isn't that isn't dirty, and still have the scene. And it's like, what if he tries plays trick, trick on the truck? I'm just like, why would he do that? Like that uh, that's not like that doesn't play into the good guy story at all, and it doesn't play into a bad guy story. It just plays into an idiot story. You're right. just like, the fuck is? What are you doing? Like you're not going to get anything out of her. You're just like that's like you're just like that's just dangerous. Just I felt dirty. like that in the Norwegian one where after he has that incident with the girl mm-hmm. he's driving back and he's falling asleep mm-hmm. yeah right and i was like i wonder if he almost hits a truck and it scares him which mm-hmm. then i was like because i went back to watch the pacino one again mm-hmm. i was like i wonder if they're just like why if i just play chicken with her you yeah. know so like, it, it, it it inspired the the thought at least in me that um Maybe they just. Oh, I see from, what you're saying. Yeah, they just pulled it. Right Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. because it's true. They they kept pulling things specifically yeah. from from the movie while changing like the general like the, they the, the most the important key meaning. People, key things, and then the stuff like the cops with the the stuff you know with right. like the dummies, and then the uh, alley where he throws well, up is looks yeah. almost identical. Yeah. <laughs> and like again, it's like like they're they're making a reference, but why? Like, what's what is the purpose of the reference? Yeah, you know, it's like it's like if they remade Chinatown and made Jake Giddis into a uh, a really great detective who saves Faye Dunaway. In the end, they're like, have somebody say it's Chinatown, Jake. Just you know, like maybe he's pointing over at Chinatown and say, it was, "Hey, Jake, it's Chinatown." And then we end the movie. Hey, Jake, come on, it's <laughs> Chinatown. Come on. Where's that great. restaurant located? Oh, it's Chinatown, hey, Jake. For you know who says it? He, and you know who says it? <laughs> It's Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude, exactly. Like, yeah, like, there's no why, why, why quote the thing if you don't like if you don't know. What I can't believe that that technically speaking, Roger Rabbit is a sequel to Chinatown. Yeah, it's because it was actually originally a serious movie, which was right. a sequel to Chinatown called Cloverleaf, and they right. and it and it mutated into Roger Rabbit. And uh, but Cloverleaf was going to be the sequel to Chinatown that was a, about exactly the same plot. All of the highways and all that right. stuff because they wanted to do three of them. They wanted to do Chinatown, 
uh, Cloverleaf, and I forgot what the third one's called, but it was about gas companies. So mm. the first was about wa- mm. uh, water, the second one was about roads, and then the third one was about gas. Roads. Oil. Yeah. Mm. And so, like, uh, I, which, which is sort of terrific. I wish they had, yeah, because like, they did the, the two Jakes, and it's, yeah, it's all right. But you can tell, like, with two Jakes, you can tell, like, Robert Town is a is a very talented screenwriter, but you need someone like Polanski to punish that screenplay into a movie, you know, because the original screenplay to Chinatown was like 300 plus pages. Yep. And, uh, and Polanski's like, we're making a movie guy. You know, you want to write the novel, write the novel, but I'm, we're going to get this thing down to a manageable level. Hey, while I have people on uh, our, our, our Twitch stream here, uh, I want to ask you guys, what do you, do you like it more when we do films that are uh, newer films, you know, like, you know, from 2000 onwards, or do you like it when we cover old, like seventies and sixties films, or do you just don't care? And you just like doing whatever we are doing. And, and then that's working. I'm just curious to see what you guys enjoy more or less or whatever, because I'd be curious about uh, what you guys think about that. Uh, but. Uh, what else was I going to say about? Anyway, the lighting in uh, the lighting in in the American in in the Nolan version felt interesting to me. Oh yeah, it's great looking. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, because yeah. that felt like I remember being in Iceland, and that's what lighting felt like all the time. Right? Yeah, like we were there literally at the you know in in June. So imagine like it was. Well, they, I think that the, no the one... sun sets slightly, meaning like it was still twilight for like an hour, but it was okay. at like you know at at one o'clock in the morning or something like that. Yeah. Well, I think Nolan is a like Nolan's really is a great visualist, regardless of I mean, like he works with great DPs, and so they uh, some movies are even better looking than other movies. But like, um, and there's a little bit of variance. But like even even with with any DP, Nolan has an idea of how to make a shot look rich like he's he is a good filmmaker from the get-go and uh and he really shot especially the exteriors he really shot the hell out of that town and i was like this looks terrific and uh i you know i wish there was more i wish the screenplay supported that but like it is a uh it's a really really deep looking movie it is um, sure yeah you know i, I, I did I think, like it yeah <clears throat> and I so uh, some responses here. Dave 3D guy says, uh, do uh, the whole range of films. Now Alan Schneller says uh, uh, both anything that uh, uh, brings up interesting discussions. So yeah, I guess that's, that's all right. Yeah, I guess that's the way we like it. Good. Yeah. I think that there's, there's, there's what we're doing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, like, I think that it's fun to have like these, you know, like having the, uh, you know, insomnia versus insomnia or like, there's plenty of things that we brought up when we, um, uh, when we talked about this, because there's a number like it's doing let the right one in versus let me in. I think those that like a good little gimmick like that is actually pretty. I like I like the framing of the choices that we have uh, right. is very helpful. Uh, and sometimes I guess I think that it's at good some to have... point it's going to be very tiring because we're going to have to do Solaris and Solaris. Uh, yeah, but that's just going to be a glowing review for me on both counts. <laughs> <laughs> Especially yeah. the uh, the music for uh, Clooney's Solaris is something I still listen to today. Mm. Incredibly beautiful, but yeah. So that, that's but having having something that is a little bit uh, newer and fresher against something that is older is has been a, a functional model, I think. My opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's cool. Can and... we set up some sort of voting 
thing on Discord where we put a whole bunch out and it's just or a way I'll, to just I'll, I'll talk to my Discord manager and see what she thinks. Yeah. There must be a way to do this. Do you know there's what I mean? gotta be a way to do polls. Yeah, I think there's a way to do it so that you can click on different checklists or something like that. Maybe. So. I would, yeah, because this is probably the only way that we're going to get my fantasy version of us watching all the Twilight films together. <sighs> to get popular support from the viewers over the of the torture yeah. show that it would be. <laughs> I think oh, we need, uh, no, I watched ugh, those Twilight films. <laughs> Did you watch one? The, I watched all of them with my daughter and yes. ridiculous running up the tree is so dumb that's only in the first one dude oh man do you have, like the the end of the last two are beyond anything i've seen they're just incredible they're simply incredible they make no sense yep uh, like at all they yep. like everybody that is making them seems to agree that they make no sense they're lusty and very and vibrant and inventive and nonsensical and silly and very very serious like i've never seen any movies like that that's those are those are, I, I would say they're unintentional works of art, but everybody who is making them outside of the woman who wrote the books seems to know, like, they're all in on the joke in some way. Like, yeah. By the end of those movies, like, everyone's just like, can you believe we are fucking making this thing? This is nonsense. And yeah. it, it's their, their, like, first one's just kind of like fun and, you know, it's what I expected. But by the time you get to that last one, man, there's a gag in that last movie, which I simply couldn't believe that they did. I was like, that's the, that is the biggest, uh, most daring and most offensive thing I could have seen in a film. And you did it almost as a joke. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what surprises me about the film is that I, have, of course, assumed that everyone involved in making that film were a bunch of hacks including all the actors but it's not true <laughs> it is <laughs> not true <laughs> exactly no. it's actually pretty darn good and <laughs> it was her name um uh, uh the the woman what's her mm -hmm. name what's the actress's name yeah it's looking my mind as well she's fantastic she's, she's very good absolutely legit uh acting personality right she was in spencer she's in yes she's terrific terrific acting and yep. uh she did a bit that I saw Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, yes. Uh, she did a bit on SNL mm -hmm. where they did one of the Totino's commercials. I don't know if you've oh, seen those. those. Are so great. Have you seen those? No, I haven't I've seen those. The Totino's. It's just like she's <laughs> like it's it's. Forgot the name of the actress, but she's SNL actress. But she's like, I like to feed my hungry guys Totino's. Love my hungry guys, and she's like serving the Totino's as they're watching the game, uh -huh. right? And they're all just she being obnoxious. Yeah. They're all being just obnoxious towards her. It's like, yeah, make us some more Totinos. Like, and then she says, this is uh, it's like, yeah, this is my uh, French cousin. She's coming to visit. And it's Kristen Stewart who shows right. up. Right. Yeah. And she's like, oh my. And then they have this like passionate lesbian love scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the A lot kitchen. of guys while the guys are watching, watching, the guys are right behind them, like right in front of them, and they have no idea what's going on. And they're like, they have like this music, and she's like, oh. "That's great!" And she's feeding the Tutinos, and they're like dripping. Like it is the most hilarious oh, commercial gosh, ever. That's perfect. That sounds. And cool. it's like she gets, it's like, oh my, and she's oh like, my. oh, and they're like, you know, they're spraying each other with water. It's like it's just ridiculous. And the guy's like, "Hey, where are Totinos?" <laughs> Come on, babe. 
<laughs> Come on, babe. Hey, that's amazing. You're gonna be late. This, you know, it's almost halftime. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that that's that's an accurate. Uh, I th- I think that's. I think there's 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 still untapped comedy in SNL, and I'm glad that occasionally people find it. <laughs> there is yes. yes occasionally they they hit a stride and get a couple of good things out there and uh, there is usually it's when they have good guests like adam driver <laughs> adam driver oh, he's so yeah. gifted man did you guys see the gucci film yeah i didn't like it as much as you did but uh i definitely i'm definitely there for you on him i think he is terrific i think he is absolutely terrific i like that guy in virtually everything he does including like his marriage story i did not like marriage story but i thought yeah. he was great <laughs> Well, yeah, we talked that about that already. Those of you who want to know, just go back and see our marriage yes, story yes. podcast. But if they, and if you want to see a great Adam Driver performance, see uh, him in his SNL piece in Star Wars. In uh, the Star Wars, <laughs> one is great. The uh, the uh, where he plays what like uh, uh, oh Vader yeah, only is, Ky- uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren, Ren is, uh, secret bosses. Super funny. Uh, but my, the <laughs> one that I quote all the time myself is the uh, when they're doing the burrito commercial and. Uh, and he says, okay, so what you want to do is say, oh, man, I'm all out of cash. And he keeps on saying, oh, man, I'm all out of cash until I am, like, sweating laughing. It's the stupidest line in the world, but he's such a great actor. He makes it the funniest thing I've ever heard. Oh, man, I'm all you out of cash. You should watch his TED Talk. He's he got a TED, TED talk? talk. Yes. Ooh. From years ago, right? Yes. Damn. All right, I'll do that. Yeah, you should watch Adam Driver's TED Talk about acting and about his, you know, being in the military and all the stuff. Yeah, he's special. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. He's a I very good. Yeah. He's Talk a... about Pacino, man. He is definitely Pacino, early Pacino great actor. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I think Absolutely. he's more interesting than Pacino, even. He has more range than Pacino ever did. Yeah. Pacino's well, great, no, I think, I think he's, he's just as a person, he's kind of odd. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, he's I'm got this down. weird look to him and he's kind of, but at the same time, it's like, that's a very interesting character. So when he's on screen, you're always looking at him as like, yeah, yeah well, he's got like, he has a, he has the exact kind of charm. I like where he, you can't tell why he is a good looking man. Like you're just like, he looks like he was created in a video game character designer and not really <laughs> that well. And then 3d printed, <laughs> but he's wow. somehow, and I think it's, I mean, I, I mean, that's that with kinda, love. I don't know if that's a compliment or not, this but is the, that, that's, this is the mystery of him is because I think he is an attractive man. I think he's a very, he's a really interesting looking guy, but all of the parts that make him up are, are not the choices that you would make. He is not Brad yeah. Pitt. You know, he's the opposite of Brad Pitt. Like if you were to describe him to someone, you'd be like, are you talking, he's a movie star, this guy, <laughs> but somehow it all lands perfectly. And yeah. plus, he is a incredibly uh, charming, wildly talented actor. So yeah, like I, I'm, for instance, like I'm a, I'm, I'm one of the few lovers of this movie. But I own The Dead Don't Die, and I watch it a lot. And I think that he I, is. I, how do I yeah. know that? What is That's that? uh, Jim Jarmusch. That's his latest. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah. wasn't a well loved movie. People didn't. No, I have not seen that one. I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, it's it's um, Bill Murray. You talked uh, about it a bunch. Yeah, I really love it. It's like it is a. I think it's a different movie than people want it to be, so people don't like it as much as they want to. 
Um, but for me, the movie that it is is terrific, and I and Driver is just spot on in that. Thing. You know, it's actually, terrible. this brings up something that that Dave Three D put on. He said he, you know, besides saying we should just keep doing what we're doing, he actually tried to bring up. Thank you, Dave, by the way, for bringing up a, 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 an actual suggestion as opposed to keep doing what you're doing. You're great. Yeah, I love it, right? Because <laughs> no, he's no, just his suggest- We appreciate that. But yes. yeah, so so I appreciate actual suggestions mm-hmm. uh, that are that are doing well. So he's saying like he likes the fact that we do these time travel films every now and then, right? Right, which I agree. I love the time travel. And one. we've done like five of yeah. them, and the three time travel movies a piece. I was really surprised. I was like, yeah, good time travel movies. It's really yeah, weird. and I think we did Pleasantville, and um, uh, 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 that that was one that was cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then a lot of weird uh, ones. And then uh, Piggy Sue got married. That's an interesting time travel one. I like that film. Yeah, and about yeah. time. Which is one about of my time. Anyway, yeah. so we've done some really good time travel stuff. But he's suggesting playing on that and doing more themes. So he's saying, like, do a Western theme, do a heist theme, do a mafia theme, do a mm-hmm. serial killer theme, all in one, you know, example themes, like anything that we want to do. And I actually think that's a great idea. I'm actually going to go this week. I think I'm going to sort of hit our Discord and say, hey, guys, sit. But actual themes. And when we're going to, we're going to pick the. The, yeah, the, the three of us will each pick a movie. We can do that. Like we can do a triple. Was, Triples yeah. are harder these days right yeah. now because I'm overworked. But yeah. um, but uh, uh, I can do a double. But we'll we'll look at that because I think if we do doubles, sometimes they work to complement sure. each other as yeah. opposed to here's my pick, here's your pick. Here's, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe those are good too. But I think if we do like the westerns and and heist films, uh, mafia films, those sort of serial, serial killer films would be great. Obviously, yeah, a bunch of interesting ones. There's actually a bunch of serial because there's so many shitty serial killer films that came out during the '90s that a, a couple of really good ones got missed. That oh, people, interesting. That people have not seen. So there, there's a few that I'd like to talk about. What the reason I brought ones? it up is like I actually love zombie films, uh, mm, yeah. but I, I think that there are different ways of interpreting zombie films that I think are very important and the messages that they have so zombie that's when you brought up adam driver i looked back at that at that suggestion from dave and i was like Mm. because that's kind of an interesting thing no there's there's definitely some good zombie film action to be had for sure i'm a big proponent of that one and uh, and there's a couple of key ones that i have not yet seen actually Uh, for being of a zombie film aficionado i'm um there's some uh, i don't like zombie films then that's even better because Then, because then we find when we do find one we like that that you like, it's usually going to be a great one, right? They, so. they just come across as dopey, but Monster I'm not trying dopey. to be a hard edge. But you know, it's like okay, I, I'm not are... a huge, huge zombie fan. Yeah, it doesn't mean I only watch great films. That's did you like Twenty Eight Days Later? I did. Okay. It was, so, it, see, every time about... you say that, you said I don't like sci-fi films, and then yeah. you find an example. You like good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like saying I don't like I don't like bad CG. Yeah, you see, don't like yeah. bad CG. You like well, this CG. is the thing. I think this is fair. Is that like the? It's like people uh, like uh, like people like good movies. Like that's what you want. And it's only when you think about like, oh, I don't I don't like horror films, but I love The Shining. You know, just like. It's like uh, when when that happens, what you're really saying is that I do not put up with shitty horror films, right? I do not put up with. I shitty don't have zombies. tolerance for crap. I don't have films. like you guys love when when you say I love westerns, Dan. What you're really saying is I am perfectly happy with shitty westerns, and you shouldn't be. Right. <laughs> like I think that's a reasonable thing to say. So if you right. say I don't like zombie films, what you're really saying is. I am not okay with bad zombie films. Then, right. then, then we can find the great ones. I'm a huge Western fan. Oh yeah, yeah. I I like a lot. Westerns of Westerns are. Oh, 
I, I, yeah, I could I'm blitz extreme, through so many of those. Yeah, I'm extremely easy on westerns. I love. Are love you watching them. that John Ford uh, special? Which one? On Criterion, the whole oh, John no. Ford. Yeah, they got one. all his, the early years of John Ford. Yeah, John Ford's great. Yeah, it oh, was great. Really Ford cool guy. stuff. I'm, of course, you know, a big uh, renowned Western uh, with a uh, renowned Western fan with uh, Bud Bedecker Westerns and um, and Randolph Scott. Like Randolph, Randolph Scott. Scott. Oh, man. Those like if you're going to ask me who should be the famous cowboy, it should not be John Wayne. It should be Randolph Scott. Randolph Scott movies are fucking incredible. But every time you say his name, I'm going to say it the way they say it in Blazing Saddles. Randolph Scott. Randolph Scott. Yeah, yeah, I think that I, I, I think that once it was discovered that he was gay, they covered up his movies. Those movies were great. It's crazy. They should be as famous as any of the shit that John Wayne turned out. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm not a huge, huge John Wayne fan though. They, there are a couple of ones I like. I like uh, Searchers. Great Searchers. Stagecoach and Searchers. Yeah. Those are good. Those are damn good. You're That's not going to like this day, uh, Eric, but Dave said, have you seen 1883 on Paramount Plus? With Sam, with Elliott. Sam Elliott. So that means you have to subscribe to Paramount Plus. <laughs> What's the, there's one thing on Paramount Plus that I wanted, that I almost subscribed for. I can't remember what it, what it was. There's the, that one. Maybe it's 1883. They also have the new cut of uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture, which, uh, as you guys know, is one of my favorite science fiction films and my favorite Star Trek. Of right. any Star Treks, huh? A, Voyager. New, this is the feature one, yeah. Feature one, and they have a new. They have the director's edit, which is the best edit, and they have redone a bunch of the special effects and matte paintings. I saw that in theater. Really, with my dad in Greece, in Athens, Greece. Oh wow, that must have been something. Did you like it? I did. Yeah. What was the title in Greece? In I don't Greek. remember. No, they did. They uh, Greece. They they they. Put subtitles on all their movies. They didn't translate them, so yeah, I saw I'm, it. I saw it in English. That'd be lovely to see that in Greece. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Greece, but I, I've uh, always wanted. To, that seems like a lovely place. It's interesting. I lived but there the, for uh, eleven years. <laughs> I, I have a question. I'm going to be going on a uh, a major road trip uh, with my yes. eldest son uh, in another uh, for for two weeks through the American Southwest. Uh, yeah, southwest, southwest, then headed towards Austin. Yeah, um, I am looking for suggestions, which you can hit me up on Discord if you have any, uh, yeah. on interesting things and places to see between Los Angeles and Austin. Um, uh, for my own taste, anything movie centric, movie theaters or uh, famous Western towns and anything like that. Uh, let me know if you know anything about those things, and we'll put them on the itinerary, and I'll talk about them on the show. Well, most of most of you, you're pretty much going through the land of Paris, Texas. The mm-hmm. movie, this is true. So you're going to be seeing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the petrified forest is kind of cool. If you want to make a stop there, if you go on Let's 40, go. it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going on 40, you'll end up near Amarillo, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. The big Texan and then the Cadillac Ranch and stuff like that. Right. Um, we are we are open to anything because like we have Austin as a goal. To, yeah. But we're winging it, so we may, maybe we don't we don't get to Austin this time. Yeah, we'll go wherever. Oh, if you really want to take some detour, I don't know if you can do it, but I did it when I did my giant road trip thing. Man, I went to go see the VLA. Oh yeah, boy, that'd be fun. That's good. That's idea. in New Mexico. It's yeah. a little going to be out of your way to get there. 
That's kind of cool. But that's like, you know, Jodie Foster and contact. That's That's where you're going. So I actually walked up to those freaking satellite dishes and I could walk up the things and no one was there because each one of those, it's three arms of those satellite dishes. Mm -hmm. Each one is 13 miles long, which basically means that if you ran from the center to the end and back, it's a marathon, right? So that's how big this thing is. The whole thing is a radius is is 26 miles. So uh, also we've, we've covered those in, um, in 2010, the year we made contact. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the opening scene with uh, Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider yeah, right. yeah. polishing a cotter pin. <laughs> yes. Get that shiny cotter pin. What are you paying you for, Roy? <laughs> yeah. So, wow. uh, but anyway, there's, a, there's, I think VLA. there's the, the VLA can be cool. Uh, white Sands, that's for the South. So that's more if you're going on the 10, <laughs> you can go through White Sands, which is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Um, it's beautiful in White Sands. Uh, let's see what else is interesting around that thing. Anyway, uh, but, but, yes, end up- but, but go to Discord, check out Discord uh, and, and give Dan suggestions on where he yes, should go please. on a trip. And what Dan should do is he should go on Discord and send us pictures of his trip with uh, his suggestions. This is, this is highly likely, highely likely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at I see the VLA right here. Wow, look at that. Boom. No, that's not that far out of the way. Yeah. What's it called again, Chris? The Very VLA. Large Array. The VLA. Oh, Very Large VLA. Yeah, it's in around the town of Magdalena, New Mexico, I believe, is the closest town to that. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, near, Holy moly. It's uh, temporarily West... closed, though. For COVID. Yeah. I... For the COVIDs, I bet. Yeah. It says that. So go look at them, I bet. Yeah. Oh, you can just... I don't know if you can just drive. I mean, back when I did it, like 20 plus years ago, whatever it was, I was just driving around there. I was like, what the fuck? Look at this. Yeah, dude. That's yeah, yeah. Like I, I love the, I love the Southwest. Truth or consequences. That's Truth or I, consequences. New Mexico. Yep. Yeah. There you That's go. A town. Yeah. But Truth uh, or consequences. And I was just, uh, I was just in Phoenix. I loved Phoenix. I was surprised. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't expect a lot of Phoenix, but Phoenix is pretty great. Great weird little art scene and lots of great uh, places to have breakfast. There are some strange places in New Mexico to go to. Def- New Mexico has got some interesting little weird things to to visit. So if you want to go there, let me know. My dad's got a, my dad lives in New Mexico. So he explores him and his, uh, he's got his, his buddy. Uh, um, and they, 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 they go onto Google maps and sort of just explore things and said, let's figure out how to get there. And they'll find weird volcanic places and strange things like that. That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, I personally, I'm into like, if anyone is, maybe like, Cool old movie theaters, that kind of yeah. stuff. Obviously, and Taos, they're going to have that. Taos, mm. Taos is a little little north, but you'll definitely find stuff in Santa Fe. Santa Fe could be a little out of your way, but it could be interesting to get up to Santa Fe. Oh, oh, there's some really cool things in Santa Fe, isn't that one? What's the big land thing? What's the big land artist guy? What's his name? I'm blanking on his name, but he's made this this bowl, like this specific bowl that's like an optical illusion when you're inside of it. Oh really? Uh, yeah, don't yeah. Know, he's a famous land land artist. Like God, uh, not Chamberlain. Not no. um Hold on a second. Sounds good. I'm down. I'm down. Of course, we end up in Austin, which is obviously a film capital, thanks to uh, South by Southwest. And uh, we're going to try to hit the 
original Alamo draft house there. Plus if we can find it, the, um, the burrito place that's from death proof, which would be very exciting for me. Right. And right. also oh, you're going to have a great time. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. It's, I've, I've never, I haven't gone on a road trip like that. I've literally haven't been on a, like a real vacation in about 20 years. Like I've had time off, but I haven't like gone and done anything in a million, million years. So this is going to be interesting. It's nice. What car are you taking? We're renting a small SUV. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's the way to do it. When do you leave? Uh, next Monday. Okay. So right after Easter. So you're going to be checking in with us, what, every two days or one day? You will see, likely see me on Discord every day. Okay. So I will, uh, you'll, you'll get news. Stay active. Yeah, I'll stay and, active. Then, and then we Should may we make a little tab area for him. <laughs> Southwest Adventures with you got to send me some photos and I'll have some t-shirts made. Uh, yeah, you'll get the good stuff happening. I like this plan, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely communicate with me, uh, everybody in chat and beyond. You're very welcome to uh, uh, hit me up with anything. I, I'm I'm a big fan of the Discord, so that's worked out very well. Yeah, it's been it's been actually kind of amazing. Yep, yep, that's been um, very pleasant. I'm still trying to find the name of the guy. Oh, uh, Donald Judd. That's who he is. Donald Judd. Yep. And what is Donald, it, Chris? Uh, he's 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 uh, done some amazing stuff. I forgot what it is, but that's good. And then uh, did he do the lightning fields? Do you remember the lightning fields? He did this place. I think it's somewhere in the Southwest where he did like this giant. Um, uh, 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 it's this place where there's a lot of lightning that comes down and he put up a bunch of lightning rods and it's like almost every night just pew, 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 pew. Oh, wow, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I like this Donald Judd. I'm looking at, looking at stuff right now. It's very cool. I saw a lecture by him at Rice and he was fascinating. He but painted he did, a wall. I think he did something he around for. Santa Fe. He did something around Santa Fe that could be really interesting and weird to look at. A guy uh, I used to work for who I just found out killed himself 10 years ago. Um, uh, boss, he painted his wall in his place in New York, like downstairs, just against concrete. He just did this abstract thing, piece. It's really strange. Oh, that sounds good. I looked at weird stuff. I don't know how he got him to do it, but I guess it increased the, prop, the price of his house, but yeah. So I, and it wasn't, I didn't like it, but I, I uh, it's, there's that whole thing. Judd does some interesting stuff. Chamberlain did, but Chamberlain I never grasped did, yeah. on. Yeah, I mm -hmm. was always into the painters, painters, you know. Well, these are land artists. It's a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Listen, guys, let's, why don't we wrap it up? Sounds like we're in a good shape. I appreciate everyone who stopped by. How long was that? Uh, just, well, I think when I broke it up, probably about three hours. Yeah. Um, uh, I just, because we had to stop it and start it again for a second. But, uh, it was pretty good. It was great. It was cool to see these movies. I really appreciate that suggestion by EGZ. I think we should do more compare and contrast films. Yeah, of there's the some good ones film. out there. So yeah, throw those uh, as uh, things you'd like to see as part of the series of comparing and contrasting uh, right. remakes. Uh, please let us know because uh, we'd be happy. We can cover everything from the original uh, The Thing from Another World to The Thing. to The mm -hmm. Thing. Yeah. That's a good one because I like the original thing too. I yeah. thought you didn't like sci-fi films. <laughs> I like the good ones. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. That's not sci-fi though. Man. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's sci-fi. Very yeah. much a sci-fi film. <laughs> that's a bit, like this is what I always say. Like when Anne and I talk about uh, rom-coms versus action movies, is like 
you know, uh, is I realized that what I was actually saying is that I love rom-coms, but I only love the good ones. Like right. rom-coms are incredible. I'm just not, I'm not going to watch bad ones. And whereas like, I love action movies and I will totally watch the shitty ones. Right. <laughs> Steven Seagal, you bet I'm in. Right. Oh God. Yeah. So I would say that, uh, that people, people that say they don't watch something have much better taste than the good stuff than people that said they watch anything. Right. I told you right. I saw Die Hard again the other day. It just was. That's oh, a great movie. Like, it's perfect. It's movie. Like watching it for the first time, dude. Yeah, like, that's really working hard. So... That movie is just insane. like that is that that is the model for that literally forty years of blockbusters, and it's perfectly done. Yep. Yeah. More so, more so than I would say even Jaws, because Jaws is not a is not the model that people used. Like mm. it was Star Wars, and it was Die Hard and Aliens, and then we've been repeating those ever since. I think Ghostbusters too. I love no one's been able to recapture the magic of Ghostbusters, even within the Ghostbusters franchise. Nope. Not even close. <laughs> not even. So you've seen the new one. I have not. Uh, to be honest, I have not. I did see the, the first new one, which is just a bad movie. It's not even the worst movie ever made. It's just not a very funny movie. Um, uh, but I, I, what I saw of the new one, I was like, I, this could be a good movie, but I do not want to see it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm my interest level is extremely low. Because what it seems to be is Stranger Things. Yes, it is. Right. And there you go. Like I, I'll, and I might watch a third season of Stranger Things. Maybe. Right. But I'm sort of full up on that. Maybe it's good. I mean, I can totally can be convinced. And if it's good, I'll I will not resist. Right. 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 But All I, right, I, guys. I'm gonna call it. Thank you guys you, ready? Chris. Let's do All it. Right. Yeah. Drink. Talk. Drink. Drink.